Culture than that. Second, first of all, You're second more of all, culture. I'm more culture. Here's the thing. Second I told all, you that I usually don't go for that's that. That's not type the point. We gonna, we gonna get. We gonna have. We have a. We have a deep dive into all of this bullshit. Let's be clear. Yeah, we are. All right, but before that, I gotta cleanse my palate a little bit since you decided to sing that bullshit. Yeah. This is Cleo, so she's dope. But this song right here, though? my palate because I asked you to come in here on some bullshit decided to come in here on some bullshit it wasn't bullshit it was bullshit 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 it Call wasn't bullshit, bullshit. It and was... we're gonna get into why it's bullshit in a minute before we do that 
I should introduce the podcast. Yes, you should. I am Will K. The King, and this is the Down With The King podcast, episode 72. 72, 72. I am joined 72. here by... 72, 72. I'm actually going to give her a decent intro today. I'm going to be nice. I am going to be magnanimous. better. I am going to be generous. Mm-hmm. Because I am such an amazing person. Make, just want to make sure you guys all know it's still always about me, right? But the point is, today, and only today, this is the <laughs> only time this will ever, one time only, one time only. Oh, God. Actor, model, questionable, writer, director extraordinaire, Ashley K.A.Y. is joining me today. Thank you for I, that I, marvelous introduction. Um, I... Before we get further into it, I just want to. So I'm I'm gonna be honest with y'all. I gave Ashley a compliment last week. It don't happen often. It probably won't happen again for yeah, a very I think long time. Yeah, was trying to show but, off. But 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 but, but well, I mean, I am awesome and stuff like like I said, it's always about me. Mm. But the point is, I want to again congratulate Ashley. So for you that don't know, Ashley wrote and directed her uh, first short film. This was not a sh- my first. Well, well, the first one I've been, I've, I've known about. <laughs> You were in the very first one I did. It's the only one that's important, okay? It's the only one you had a whole premiere for. I I technically had a premiere for the first one, too. This one's also going to be on, like, Vimeo. Like, this is different. This is, let's be clear, this is a different level of what you've done before. Yeah, but can I say that Uh this is my first uh, film as a born-again creative? Let's go with Uh, that. uh, Whatever that means. So here's the thing. Whatever the case may be, this is the best work Ashley's ever done, okay? I'm going to tell you that, Mm -hmm. okay? Um, and we were uh, uh, be able to see a preview of it um, before it is released. When? Um, so it'll be on Vimeo September seventeenth, two thousand twenty-one. But pre-order begins this coming Monday on Labor Day, uh, September sixth. So you guys can start pre-ordering then. But of course, Friday you're the 17th. You're going to tell them the title? It's going to be debuted. I was going to get to that. Uh, it's Forgive Us Not. That is the title. And again, it was written and directed by me. So again, I want to congratulate Ashley on this accomplishment. Um, I don't give her credit very often, and it won't happen again. Um, but for this moment. Until I get an Oscar. Ashley, the day you get an Oscar. <laughs> The day you get an Oscar, I will buy you any car you want. Really? <laughs> I'm so serious. I'm going to remember that. So you guys heard it first. My brother said that if I get an Oscar one day, he's going to buy me any car I want. I don't have a problem. It's fine. Whatever okay. the case may be. I'm going to hold you to that. So... So outside of that, how have you been, Ashley? It's been a while. Um, I've pretty much, this has been my life, like, for the past few weeks, pretty much getting everything prepared for Forgive Us Not. Overall, I am good. So, I mean, I can't complain. Well, that's good. Um, I've been fine. Uh, started to uh, change the areas of my job. It's been interesting. Um, yes, he's been telling me the stories about his new um, employees. We're going to get into that, but the point is, it's been, it's, it's definitely... I'll say this. I feel I could say this in my for the for at least the last year. I have not been enjoying work. 
And that's not that's, And then I, It's been times That work has been bad But it was It was bad for different reasons For example I had a, a, a manager Who didn't like me And so She did everything in her power To sabotage my career Yeah So I in that time that story. I get that Three and a half years of bullshit The one positive thing I had Is I gained the best friend out of it my best friend Me and Ben Are like best friends now We bonded over the fact That we both had to deal With this bitch So You know Some you know some good things You know so You always take something positive From situations like that mm-hmm. This last year have, Has been miserable Because I feel like We lost Our direction And our focus And I feel like The people below us Weren't made to feel like They mattered And I didn't like that and the reality is Me being who I was In my position I, I wasn't in a position To change it mm-hmm. So The only thing I can do Is change my circumstance And get away from it And that's what I did So I've been in a much better space I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying a new area I'm, I'm able to have An impact in that area Which I appreciate Which is the most important Thing for me Yes um, So you know Much you know So that was been a positive um, Outside of that It's you know It's been pretty cool I'm um, pretty uh, this week has been interesting. Well, the last couple of weeks has been interesting. We'll say the last month, actually, um, as far as uh, in the world and just a lot of different things going up. Uh, mm-hmm. First of all, prayers to everyone um, in New Orleans and Mississippi that were affected by Hurricane Ida. Yeah. Prayers to everybody in New York who were who were hit while the rain because of Ida and Ooh, flooding in the subways the, and yeah, the streets. Yeah, the subway, that was and terrible. Look, we've, we've been flooded here in certain spots, but that. it's different in New York because just because of the sheer number of people. Yeah. And like, yeah, it's just it's a lot. And like the subways and most and people understand because we live in um, where we live in Michigan. There's no public like that. We had to, nobody like nobody takes there's no the mass train. There's no pass. No, no, there's no mass transit here. We yeah. we tried to get that, but the white people voted against it. Of course, but we're not gonna talk about that. Um, Gentrification. It wasn't even that. They didn't want what they said. Is the reasons they gave. Uh, yeah, but it's still a form of genocide. Well, no, I saw well, black people complain because I guess it was going to raise their property insurance by like a hundred dollars a year, and they was mad about it. I'm like, nigga, really, a hundred dollars a year? Shut hey, the fuck up. For some, that, that's yeah, but high. no, and it was people that didn't even live in Detroit, and it's like, but it's like, well, I'm not going to use it. I said, you say that because you you have a you grew up in an area where you never had it. Mm-hmm. There, when you live in a place there's always been mass transit, everyone uses it. Not just poor people, exactly. Every rich people. You go to New York, everybody uses the subway. When I went to LA. Um, a couple of years back, everybody was pretty much using the the, the train. They everybody, I didn't mind it. It was everybody. Cool. I mean, because the traffic is trash, especially if you live in like New York or L.A. Traffic is so crazy. So you might you might be don't like Chicago and use it. Chicago too. Chicago in yeah. uh, San Francisco Baltimore they have has the, one too. In San Francisco they have Bart. Everybody uses it. Like everybody uses. Man, you live in a place where there's mass transit. Everybody uses, uses it, it because it's more convenient. For example, if I'm going to a Lions game downtown, parking downtown is trash oh, and expensive as hell. Tell me so why, it. if I'm a person who lives in Ann Arbor and I want to go to the Lions game, if it's more convenient for me to get on this train and take that to downtown, Absolutely. why the fuck not? It just makes sense. Thanks. But of course, people voted against it, so whatever it is. They're so, dumb. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Whatever the case may be, we don't have that here. So, the fact that, you know, the subways were flooded, like, that's Fucking people up Because most people A lot of people in New York Don't have cars Right And you can You know So you just kind of stuck You can't get nowhere That shit was trash So I feel for everybody You know Affected by it Because that's That's just It's crazy Um So I guess we'll We'll get to our The What's 
We're going to have a couple. The, the musical. We're gonna, so we, we're going to start with music this, this time um, because we have to. So right. for too the last, for you know, too sexy for last me. month or so, it's been a lot of conversation because um, Kanye started doing these live stream concerts, basically previewing his album, Donda, which is named. $50 for chicken tenders and he fries. He didn't charge, so that's the misnomer. Stop saying that. <laughs> Kanye <laughs> don't. Venues make those prices. He ain't got shit to do with it because he don't make nothing off the venue. Uh, the food. That's the venue. That's just no different when you go downtown and there's an event. They're going to up them fucking parking prices because they know your ass got to park. Of course. So if you go to an venue and you sitting there, they know your ass got to eat. I'm going to raise these fucking prices. That's all it is. Plus, they know you about to spend $900 on for fucking merch. Yep. So I know you got it, nigga. So, yeah. And also, I can charge you whatever I want. If you pay, that's not my fault. What the fuck? They like, like, you, you should have packed your bag. But that's they, not, that's how, you can, you guess how capitalism works, dog. It is. I can price whatever I want. But if you're willing to pay it, don't get mad at me. Fuck, you don't have to pay this shit. You don't have to get it, but you want it. You better sneak so your you food gonna, in. Yeah, it's just harder than it is in tour. They check everything when you go to concerts. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not sad. like the movies. So, whatever the, <laughs> like, it's not like the movies. They check everything when you go to concerts. So, whatever the case may be. So, leading up to it, the first time he did it, you could tell, because he only played, I think, six or seven songs the first time. Yeah, because it wasn't like people in the back still recording their, like, Like, he was verse. still, they were still recording, like, he, the day, that was the first time, and the first time was when we first heard the Jay-Z verse on Jail, and Guru came out, I was like, we record that, but that, that, that verse at four o'clock this afternoon. So, he was still getting verses, songs were not done, and you could tell that songs hadn't been fully mixed yet when they was playing. So he played like six or seven songs that first time. And so the plan was for the album to be dropped that next that night. We knew it wasn't gonna happen. And most people who know Kanye knew that wasn't gonna happen. Yeah. And so they camped out at the the Mercedes, Mercedes Benz Stadium for a week or so, a couple weeks, a week or so. That was a Black Friday um, for them. Or whatever. And you know, working on the project, whatever the case may be. So come I think like a week or two later, he did another live stream. More songs, and this is actually the night after. It was a night, I think, a night or two after the the verses with Dipset and and locks. and locks. Okay, because the locks flew out to um to wherever he was in Atlanta, and and dropped and did their verses for the the uh, Jesus Lord, um the second version okay. um or whatever, and so he he had more songs on that. Uh, that's when we first heard the little baby in weekend record. A couple other ones were added. Um, and so album still didn't drop because he, he didn't even say it was going to come out right after that, but it didn't drop. And I knew it wasn't going to come out, but whatever. So <laughs> fast forward a few weeks later, 826 Donda Soldier Field in Chicago. Okay, cool. Does another live stream. Um, a lot of people felt the way because at this live stream, he came out of the house that he had. It was built to like his old childhood home. Mm-hmm. And he had Marilyn Manson and the baby with him. Uh-huh. We actually just talked about this last night on our live panel. Had Marilyn Manson and the baby with him. A lot of people felt the way. Um, I have my thoughts. Um, we we kind of we kind of came to the conclusion last night. It was because they were t- they're technically canceled, 
So it's like, hey, I, let me put I, other I have, people I have thoughts on cancel culture in general. That was you should have you should have hopped on our panel last I was night. Busy. Yeah, of course. Um, but, yeah. Understandable. I don't. Plus, I hate doing lives. Like, I hate that shit. You so could have just commented the comment section. Yeah, we were the I hate ones. that too. Oh, um, okay. Like, because right. I, I can't. Like, I just like I hate if I got a real like a lot to say. I hate typing. Like, I want, if I'm going to speak, I'm going to speak. And I'd rather talk to you face to face than it's not a lot. It's weird to me. That's why I hated the one time I did a fucking live podcast. I hate the shit. When I did a Zoom podcast, that shit was terrible. <laughs> oh, you talk about when the pandemic first started? Yeah, I did it one time. <laughs> you and I was did like, this shit's terrible. That shit's terrible. Well, it was terrible for two things because I'm luckily I figured out how to talk and record my own, record both voices because if I took the Zoom audio yeah. and recorded, it, it was it was terrible and I couldn't use it. So I'm glad I figured out how to run all my audio into here and actually make that shit work. The only problem, the only problem is I couldn't run it in separately. Right. So it was just a big cluster. So yeah, I don't doing that shit no more. Um, whatever the case may be, I'm sure I could probably figure out a, a better way to do it. It's just at that point, that was all I had. Whatever the case may be. Um, so, but he played the only, I think the only additional songs that were on this one, well, no. So first, the first thing people were afraid of is when they heard Jail again, this time Jay wasn't on it and they only heard the baby's verse. And also there was some parts where I guess Miracle Manson was on there and um, kind of doing some ad-libs and stuff. Mm-hmm. So people were like, oh shit, did he take Jay- Jay-Z off of jail? I'm like, I don't know why y'all think that because... Two parts to jail. It was, well, they didn't know at the time, but my thing is, why would y'all assume that he's just playing the new version, the new verse? Like, that doesn't well, mean... Well, because people don't know. They, they don't, but they, you can't make assumptions with Kanye. You think he about to take Jay-Z off of verse? Really? I mean, you never know because no, no, of their no, no, history. No, no. Given it's, their history, no, though. No, 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 no. Their history has never been that. That They had issues because Kanye went off. and Yeah, well, that. That's different, but they still brothers. And Jay, if he reconciled with Jay, you think he about to take Jay-Z? Jay-Z is not Soulja Boy. But <laughs> let's, <then> they, <laughs> let's be clear. We got to talk about Soulja Boy. Let's be clear. We this is Jay <laughs> fucking Z. Yes. <laughs> so I, the whole point was Baby was there, so I'm going to play his verse. And now, let's be clear. I have never been a big fan of Baby. Baby has had maybe one verse that I've heard that I thought he killed. And it was on the... You talking uh, about J. Cole, the Dreamville? Yes. That's the only time I've ever thought, oh, shit, he killed this. He kind of did okay on that intro track he did. That was okay. But it got to the point where his flow was just so repetitive. Yeah. He did the same flow every time. And I'm like... Yeah, nigga, you need to do something different. He even joked about how people say, I need to switch my flow up. Now, look, here's my thing. <laughs> he is not the only artist who uses the same flow yeah, on every song. Because Rick Ross uses the same flow but on Rick every Ross. song. But it's Ross, so you give him a pass because you know lyrically it's going to be a certain level, whereas Baby is not on that level. With that being said, when they heard the new verse, somebody posted, that cancel nigga killed that shit. And the he, cancel nigga? And you know what? <laughs> they was right. He showed his ass. So the I get nigga. it. <laughs> that was the best work he's ever put out. The cancel nigga. That's just what it is. So hold on. You kick off my shoes. And relax, because yes, we are going to be. This is so, going to be a slobber knocker. So with that being JR said, so. Uh, the night ended We didn't have Donna the next day Which I knew we weren't So then Kanye started doing some posts Um, In the midst of all that He posted a group chat Or a chat, a conversation with him and Boo 
who said basically baby's manager their baby's manager is not clearing the verse the the jail record mm-hmm. and nobody's answering their phone hmm. uh baby's manager came out and said that's cap whatever because that's how they talk right just cap um, <laughs> like uh, what <laughs> just just say that's bs <laughs> like, i'm just quoting the man i don't want to misquote him just so that's for the people it, out there that didn't understand what cap meant whatever the case may be so uh, his manager saying no, that's not true. Comes out, current find out it was the record label. I think Universal that had a problem with it, but it was mostly because you know, baby's quote unquote canceled. It was more of a PR thing. But at the end of the day, it's Kanye. So on Sunday morning, album put, pops up. I'm hearing people saying, "Oh shit, Don is out." And she was Elliot Wilson posted because Elliot Wilson is always posting shit. And I'm like, nigga, how do you have time to repost all this shit? <laughs> Um, cause nigga, do you not do anything else other than repost everything? Probably. Cause he literally reposts everything. That's but probably this, this full time job. No, this nigga is like the chief content officer for Title. He has he does multiple podcasts. And well, maybe show. he has somebody working. I'm assume somebody has to, cause there's no way this nigga posts everything. Yeah, he he probably like has somebody everything. working for his page. I don't know what the fuck, cause there's no way. So, whatever the case may be, so album dropped on Sunday. It's twenty. It was twenty-seven tracks, but it was twenty-six available because the jail record was blacked out when I first looked at it. Really? Yeah, it was blacked out. So when I first pulled it up, because I pulled it up early that morning when I finally when I woke up and it was twenty-six tracks. It was twenty-seven tracks in Spotify, but it said twenty. It was one record. It was blacked out, so it was only twenty-six. Wow. So, and that speaks to what Kanye was saying about it not being clear. And he was saying, I don't remember which record if that album's not that record's not on there, kind of thing. So. I guess at some point they re-uploaded it and because what happened when this is Elliot Wilson again because at first it wasn't on there and then Elliot Wilson posted uh, from Tidal uh, I'm listening to jail <laughs> oh shit it's back on there it's like so, breaking news everyone so, and that's really like they say he like the woge of like hip hop and that's really what a nigga is at this point um I see so he uh he posted and he posted from Tidal so I checked Spotify and it hadn't updated we uploaded yet. But I checked title and it was on there. So I'm like, okay, cool, I'm away. I think I took a nap, woke up, it was on there. Cool. I think by noon it was <laughs> on there. Naps always do it, like yeah. So all right, cool. So whatever the case may be, listen to the album. It's twenty seven songs. It's a long fucking album. Huh. <laughs> very, so, very long album. Long album. But you know what? Oof. I can't, I don't want to hear shit about that because niggas are listening to a 40, a 50 um, uh, song album by Chris Brown. I, and not they're not I, bitch. Not I. Well, not I don't, I. yeah, but I'm not the bigger Chris, you are a big Chris Brown fan like that, so you wouldn't. But there are a lot of niggas that did. Yeah, so, I know. And they say, oh, point, yeah, that Chris Brown is My fun. point is, that Chris Brown is don't, fun. I don't want to hear shit about long. Nigga, we grew up in the era where there was double CDs, so I don't see the issue here. And where they had songs that literally went 15 minutes long. So, yeah, like, that's different. It was different time so I was I'm not going to even complain about that right so we get to the album uh first like so the first issue that I heard from people so here's my thing I know that there are a lot of people that don't like Kanye for his shenanigans over the last few years I get that so my issue or my thing overall opinion of the album is different than other people because my thing is this like if you like because the whole cancel thing and things like that my thing is first of all i have to allow kanye to be who he is and first and foremost kanye is bipolar yes that's first thing. that is there. first thing he mm-hmm. is a bipolar nigga mm-hmm. so 
That is a medical diagnosis. He is bipolar. So I am not going to judge him for every erratic thing he does because I'm not bipolar, so I can't understand that. But I have met bipolar people, yep. and I understand that shit can flip like that. Exactly. With that being said, with all the Trump stuff, you're right. What he was saying, what he was doing was wrong. He did make some good out of it with the prison shit. He at least got something out of it. I think to some extent, Kanye had good intentions on some things, and sometimes the shit he said was just wrong. Like the slavery was a choice thing. Now, here's the thing about that statement. I knew what he was trying to say. Yeah. Kanye's delivery has always been trash. Kanye ain't never been able to deliver stuff, a thought, in a way that we thought was acceptable. And when he said Which is why Charlemagne had to do that interview. That's the thing about Kanye is, and that's never changed. My thing has always (laughs) been with people when when it comes to Kanye is this. Kanye has always been this guy. The only difference is before he was saying shit y'all agree with, so y'all accepted it and y'all let it slide. But Kanye has always been eccentric. He always said and did what the fuck he wanted to do, what he felt was okay. Regardless of how anybody else felt, Kanye did what the fuck he wanted. Kanye has always been that. But it was different when he was saying, George Bush don't care about black people. Because, oh, shit, we agree with that. Or... Him interrupting Taylor Swift, even though it was rude, people agree with the sentiment. Very rude. It, people agree with the sentiment. Oh, yeah, you're kind of right. She probably shouldn't have won that award. Because they were all Beehive fans. That's basically what that well, came down to. But no, like, that video was they a... hate Taylor Swift. No, 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 no. We're not going to... No. I don't have a feeling about no, Taylor Swift. No, not you. They. Who is I'm that? talking about the, the, the Beehive fans. No, no. I'm talking about people who are not Beehive. What he said, because I am not a Beyonce fan by any stretch of the imagination. I'm not a B- member of the Beehive, none of that shit. But even I can tell you, sing- what was it, Single Ladies at the time? Yeah. That video is one of the most iconic videos. Well, yeah, because it pays music. tribute to Bob Fosse, so a choreographer There's no from way that video lost to anything Taylor yeah. Swift did. That was the whole point. This was a video of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that was all he was saying. He was right. He wasn't wrong. Right. So that was my thing. His stance was right. My issue is... It was is, the way he did it. Well, no, he was drunk. He said what the fuck he had to say. That shit. Niggas know how to drink. Hennessy ain't going nowhere. Y'all know yeah. that. I don't, like, I don't know what you anything is possible. This nigga had a whole bottle. He walked on a red carpet with a bottle of Hennessy. Wait, Y'all remember. knew I this remember. nigga was going to be on some different shit. Yes. So. Anything. So, with that being said, I knew. So, with, when it comes to Kanye... I'm of a different mind. Look, I understand he didn't say some problematic and stupid but shit. But also you have to give him fact too. Once his mom passed, it, it And really that's took another thing. Turn. I I lost my mother. I lost a parent. That's not some shit you just get over. And exactly. look, as much I, I think I told this somebody the other day. I didn't allow my and, and it's different because it's not like he has any siblings to like cope with this. Right. It's one thing a normal normal people have trouble coping with the loss of a parent. It's a whole nother thing when you have you're coping with the loss of a parent in front of the world. In front of the world, when you still have to give yourself and your music and you have to entertain people, that is your job. So you can't take because so at some point there's a certain level of I can't take time off or 
there's the other thing is, okay, let me immerse myself in this so I don't have to face that. And he doesn't have And that's what he did. He even admitted to that when he went on Jay Little on the night after Taylor Swift shit. Mm-hmm. I haven't allowed myself time to deal with the passing of my mother. Right. I immersed myself in music nonstop because it was distracting me from having to face the reality. Mm-hmm. The day my mother passed... It's not the it, it's the the knowing they passed is one thing. Having to admit, like say it and admit it, is the when it gets hard because it becomes real. And I think to an extent, when his mother passed, him like just taking time to really focus on that would have been him owning the fact that it is real. And I think it was years before he ever wanted to do that. Yeah. And he wasn't ready to do that, and so it came out in other ways. Which I always tell people when you're going through shit. If you don't find another way to get that shit out, it's going to present itself in ways that are not healthy. Absolutely. And that's what happens. So I, I, I didn't begrudge him that. I, uh, but, you know, the world, people did technically cancel him for about two or three years until he came back with Runaway. Yep. Until my until my uh, Twisted Dark Beautiful Fenty had, you know, like he, people went off, was off count. That's why it was such a big thing when he came back to the VMAs like three years later. I don't think people were still, well, I wasn't. <laughs> I wasn't like, but I'm talking about like the entertainment industry because you had a lot of people. Well, that yeah, were because off. the entertainment industry—they're not the biggest, you know, supporters but, of uh, mental health and but people no, actually it, at, at that time. point. Well, see, yeah. no, they, they, it wasn't a big thing, but I think the biggest thing. But he wasn't diagnosed at that point. They were just, oh, Kanye just being an asshole because that was what it was always portrayed as. Mm-hmm. Kanye's an asshole. It was all hey, shoot. Like when he came back, the song was you no. Know, he he, rep- he like toasted the assholes. So it was like, oh shit, you know. It was just one of those things. Everybody, but he became everybody's punching bag. Yep. He did. That's the Saturday Night Live. Everybody. And he became every. He became everybody's punching bag. Kanye is a jerk. Kanye is an asshole. Fuck Kanye. All that shit. That's how people were talking about him. So I get. How people may feel My thing with Kanye Is a lot of times Yes he may not say shit The right way But there are times A lot of times I understand what he's, what he's Trying to say mm-hmm. I speak Kanye I know that Kanye's yeah. Delivery is trash When he got mad At the Grammys Because of when Beck won He didn't mean it The way he said it Because he knows Beck's an amazing musician Right But it was like Yo There are other people I think should have won Right That's just And that's a fine it's a, You can have that opinion It's just the way He delivers shit because Kanye has this, he doesn't, his filter from brain to mouth, it usually it, it doesn't, there's no, doesn't there's no conscience that says don't say that. It's right. Just the, like, I, the thought comes out and it just goes. Right. Like, and he boom, just, it's like never, because a lot of times when I think of like, and it's partly because I know people think I'm an asshole. Okay. I know that. Yeah. I know people think, I, I mean, I know I have a smart mouth, but it, because I have a smart mouth, people assume that everything I say is intentionally smart and it's not the case. But because of that, there is a part of me that will hesitate to say certain things depending on who the person is because I don't want them to take it a certain way. So I think about that. Kanye does not. He does not have that part of the brain that says, you probably shouldn't say it this way. Maybe you should think this through before you said it. Even when he had the whole set, the whole sleeve was, was a choice thing, you could tell he boarded it out. It didn't come out the way he intended. His whole point was... If I'm if I'm doing look, I understand there were a lot of things that had to factor, but the point is like for example, um what was it? Um what was that uh movie talks about the slave who rebelled? The uh, one with uh Nat Turner? Nat Turner, okay. 
the whole point he was trying to say is why didn't that happen more? Because if I'm a slave and I know this what they're doing to me is wrong, why am I allowing it to happen for these hundreds of years and I'm not fighting back? Because there's a lot of us. Now, what he what he lost in that statement is he doesn't understand what Stockholm syndrome is, yeah. for one. Um it's no different than when somebody stays in an abusive relationship. Exactly. You get to a point where you feel like this is all I deserve. And so this is you the way are not. It is. This, this is just the way it is. So you get desensitized to it. This is just what you. This is hey. This is what is supposed to happen. I deserve this. Whatever the case may be. So he didn't factor those things into it because, from a person who's a strong-willed person, they are not going to understand that. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of people that will see somebody in an abusive relationship, but why are you still with that person? Yep. That person treats you like shit. But they don't know until it happens to them. Right. And because you, if you're a person who feels that you're a quote-unquote strong-willed person or you feel like, oh, that can never happen to me, it'll never happen to me. That's why you have to learn. Never say never. But that's just how people are. Would they, would they're looking from the outside in. They're not thinking, oh, shit, maybe I, I, I don't understand. They're saying, well, I just don't understand. All they're saying is, yo, I, that would never, I would never fall in that situation. I would never do that. I would never do this. I would never do. Everybody always talks about what they wouldn't do because they can't see themselves doing it until it happened. Yep. For example, there's a, Lupe has a song called Hurt Me So. And in the song, he you talks about. you played that before. Right. And in the song, he talks about his love, his, his ascension in loving hip hop. And he talks about how. You know, when he first listened to Too Short, he's like, me and dog couldn't relate, short dog. We, cause, uh, he's like, cause, uh, he kept using the word bitch. Um, and he's like, excuse my words for her. He's like, I couldn't, me and dog couldn't relate to a bitch I dated. <laughs> and for, he's like, and he's like, look, I never, I felt a way about them using this term to refer to women until I was in a relationship with a chick that, Act like a bitch <laughs> And it's like You don't see it Because you think Okay Oh I can't believe you It's like this moral High ground thing Right Oh I could never do that I could never stoop Ooh, to that Ooh but life level. has a way Of humbling you And that's the thing But it's one of those things You have to learn And so I think a lot of that Was arrogance on his part And not understanding The situation You also have the You also He has to also have to understand You have the benefit of Knowledge and more access to things that they didn't because you got to understand, remember, they kept those people dumb on purpose. Mm-hmm. They weren't allowed to read or learn because they knew that education and that type of intelligence would, because if an intelligent person, no, if you're an intelligent person, of course you're not going to sit there and just allow yourself to be subjugated. Right. Like, that's just, that doesn't make sense. No intelligent person is going to do that. But if I keep you docile and I keep you from learning and all you know is what I tell you, then yeah. I just give you this book and you're going to, you know, and tell you that God says this is what you're supposed to do and you're going to listen to me. Okay, cool. So, you know, it's indoctrination. This is what it is. So when he was saying that, yes, he definitely, the way he said it was wrong. And I understand he was speaking from his point of view, mm-hmm. but he also didn't, there's other things he didn't factor in. But I also understand that Kanye says run the shit all the fucking time. So I didn't begrudge him. It was wrong, but like, I just people. I feel like people. People are so quick to instead of talking to people or like listening to them and actually getting okay, say what you like. Let me talk to you, because yes, you can feel away in the moment and react. And I understand everybody reacted to it, but it's like okay, let's. But what is he? What was he trying to say? Not just what he said. People don't have that type of patience now. They don't have that kind of patience, but it's also. 
But we only have attention for people we care about in a lot of cases, too. Yeah. And that's one thing to have it for a celebrity you're never going to meet. But it's one thing, you don't even have it. People have that for people in well, their Well, hell, lives. some of these people defend these celebrities as if they, they were at their for house sure, eating dinner. For sure. That's the crazy thing. So for it's like. For sure. And my thing is, okay, and everybody picks and chooses. So, yes, for the last 10 years or so, maybe last, especially the last five or six, there's been an a anti-Kanye thing. Mm-hmm. So, when Kanye comes back to, my thing is Kanye has always been, I don't know Kanye as a person. Kanye has not murdered nobody. He ain't touched nobody's kids. He ain't done nothing to hurt me directly. So I don't have a personal relationship to Kanye to judge him because I don't know him. So the only thing I'm going to ever judge him off is what he produces as an artist because that's the reason I fell in love with Kanye in the first place was him as an artist. And the thing about Kanye, for me as an artist, and it's the same reason I love people like Kendrick, Cole is a little different, but I still like Cole because Cole just be rapping. But... People like Kendrick and Kanye, they're, I, the reason I love them, like, yes, Kendrick can rap his ass off. He could just do it. If he wanted to go rap, he can do that. Yeah. However, Kendrick is not just going to give you that. Kendrick is going to do something thought-provoking. He's going to make you think. He's going to make you feel something. He's, the best way I can describe Kendrick, and this is to you as a Pac fan, he's a more lyrical Pac. I, that, I'll give you that. And that he can I'll, rap, I'll he can do the shit that Biggie did, but he can also make you feel something like Pac did. That's the best way I can describe mm-hmm. Kendrick. So, with that being said, the other thing about Kendrick is Kendrick is going to push the envelope and try new shit. Kendrick is never going to box himself in and say, well, yo, y'all like that previous shit I did. I'm going to just give you the same thing. <laughs> he's never gonna do that. He's never gonna. Do, he's never gonna say, you know what? Oh. I could get. I could try something are we, different. Are we segueing we into are going the to next? segue into that in a moment. However, <laughs> so for example, after Good Kid, Mad City, which is one of the most amazing debut albums in hip hop history, I agree. It's up there with Illmatic, Reasonable Doubt. It's one of those albums. Mm-hmm. He could have just and King, even though. Section 80, Section 80 was an album. It wasn't considered his first. It wasn't a major label debut, so it wasn't Because that was mixtape, right? It wasn't. It was sold, so it was technically, you could. it was a, you had to purchase it. It was okay. technically an album, but people don't count it as an album because it wasn't his first album released on, like, Aftermath or something, I guess. Yeah. But it, to me, that was his album. That was an album. It was, it was, it was still in that run of mixtapes and it led to that, but what I'm, what I'm saying is, Section 80 was totally different than Good Kid, Man City. And once you have such an impactful debut album, it's easy to say, well, you know what? I'm going to double down and do the same shit. Know what he did? That nigga went totally left. Nigga went and did Parliament Funkadelic. Nigga did, (laughs) like, the first song got fucking George Clinton on it. How to Pimp a Butterfly. Like, first fucking song. And I'm like, where is this nigga taking me? <laughs> like, what the fuck? It reminded me of some shit that Dre used to do when he would pull in parking bomb and fucking deli samples and shit. But Kendrick did that shit a whole different way. And it was like, yo. Well, he was up under Master Dre. So. But yeah, but just musically, 
it was just different, but I knew that that was Kendrick. Because even, for example, when he did Section 80, I remember there was a video of him talking to Pharrell. And Pharrell was talking about the first time he heard that shit. And he was like, yo, I got to listen to this shit. And I'm like, this shit got all these jazz influences and shit like that. And he was like, that was intentional. We go, we're looking for challenging, new, challenging new sounds and trying new shit and trying to create this vision of what we want to present. So when he did, when he went to do Good Kid, Mad City, okay, I want to tell my story. This is my story. Step by step, this is my story, and this is how you got to the Kendrick you know now. Starting from when I was a teenager, all the trials and tribulations of being a teenager, growing up in Compton, all the shit I had to deal with, to going through the shit I went through. And now, I'm going to go, and mind you, the thing about Kendrick that I loved was if you, people don't realize the story, some of the stories he told, he told on fucking Overly Dedicated, he told so many stories on Section 80, but it was always small pieces of them. Mm. He got into the full story. For example, the whole him borrowing his mom van, he talked about shit, that shit on Overly Dedicated. He talked about this, he talked about the chick who eventually ended up being that girl he's talking about a little bit on that album. On overly dedicated on that project, like he, like he would give little pieces of this over time, just kind of building up. So once you get, even when he talked about on, on the end of uh, Good Kid, Mad City, about the girl that approached him about how him talk, he talking about telling the story, his sister's story on Section Eighty. Mm-hmm. Like he's, he always connects these things in different ways. So it's like this nigga's been like, like he's just been building Planning this shit towards scenes, this, right? Basically. So it's like different scenes of a like, okay, this is scene one, this is scene two, like kind of like you know, so. That's the thing about it is like that type of attention to detail, yeah, is just different. Makes his artistry so, phenomenal, right? So when you get to, damn, he was like, all right, I feel like niggas got they playing with me. They feel like, oh, y'all think okay, because I, I do this that I can't still rap. Okay, I'm gonna get y'all as a real, real rap album because that's what y'all want. That's what y'all want. That's what y'all been complaining. Y'all y'all been begging for it. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm gonna give you that shit. And he gave it to us and want to fucking pull it her. Just fuck. That's, that's good old Kendrick. Pulitzer for a fucking rap album, dog. Damn. So he's just doing different shit, but still pushing it a different way. So with Kanye, yes, there are albums that people don't like. They didn't like. So for example, when he was going, when he first announced that he was doing 808s and Heartbreaks, a lot of people wasn't sure about that album. There's like, I don't know, man, you know, a whole auto-tune album or whatever. I don't know if it's going to be okay, dog. We don't, a mm-hmm. lot of people, especially rap, well, people that have been fans of his other work, they were like, I don't know, nigga. Airways and Heartbreaks is one of the greatest albums of all time. It was pretty good. No, that album, and also it was groundbreaking. I mean, I didn't hate it, but. But the thing about that album was that he did something that other artists are tra- copying to this day. I get it. He He's, laid down the foundation. He laid, for he, what he created now. a style. Yeah. That album, shit. Even with Yeezus, even though a lot of people didn't like Yeezus, a lot of shit he did on Yeezus, niggas is doing now. Yeah, he was just true. ahead of his time. I mean, with but it. of course, but then wasn't in between that my beautiful twist. No, that came out after that. Yeezus was after that. Well, yeah, no, I was saying My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy was in between those two albums. No, right? you just came out after my, my No, name. I'm talking about My Beautiful Twisted Dark Fantasy was in between uh, 808s and Heartbreaks and Yeezus. Yes, yeah. That's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but it was like he 
Yeah, I would say that that was actually a really, really good album, even though, you album, know. Kanye has, let's see, Kanye has four or five classic albums in his his, his discography. Yeah, I would say the. Yeah, his first three. Yeah. His first three. My Beautiful Twisted Dark. Eight Heartbreaks is four. My Beautiful, beautiful Twisted, Twisted Dark. That's five. Pablo is a honorable mention. Um, like, he has five fucking classic albums. Not more ni- We're going to get into this in a second, but. Not many niggas that can say that, dog. Outside of Jay Z, Jay Z got six. Well, this, we're t- that's Jay Z. That's the goat. But okay. my point is, my point is, a lot of niggas can't say that, right? Right. So that being said, when you get to Donda, now in between that, he did the yeah, he get the kissy ghost, which actually of that when he did the little run with the seven song projects, what he did with all the good music people and stuff like that. Kissy Ghost, I liked with him and Cuddy because I felt like it was a Cuddy album just with Kanye on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love Cuddy. Um, I didn't really like Ye that much. It wasn't really for me. Um, Jesus is King, I feel like, was underdeveloped as to what he was trying to do. And I think Donda is what he wanted, what is like the fully developed version of what Jesus is King was supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, there's a lot of music on it. However, for me, like I said, there isn't a song on there that I'm like, I hate this song. Is it long? Yes. Mm-hmm. However, all the features made sense. The production was fucking immaculate. It's it's to me. Yes, it's not it's not like it's not fucking illmatic and it's not meant to be. First of all, I'm not going to a Kanye albums for amazing raps from him. Well, yeah. I haven't done that. I've never It's more about the production is what the you're produ- the at. music it, like product it's not the it's not just the production, it's the music in general like it's the overall like like the overall like creation of okay, putting this feature on this song, it making it makes sense the production, how it's put together, the like the attention to detail, the sequencing, all those things make a good song. It's not just, is this a hit record? Because Kanye don't have to do that. Kanye's never had to do that. The nigga made a song about Jesus, a fucking club song. People were playing that shit in the club at one point. So Kanye has never had to make songs to get radio play. Kanye's a fucking billionaire. He don't care. Kanye makes stuff because he wants to make what he wants to make. And that's a different place. And that's when we get to Drake. So here's the thing. Uh... Mr. Mr. Graham, Mr. Graham. So, Aubrey. So, we're going to get into this now. So, the other day, like a week or so ago, during the ESPN Sports Center one morning, Drake decides, matter of fact, I think it was the night after the, the Kanye thing, uh, the Kanye, uh, the last live stream on, so August 27th, I think, or something like that. That morning, <clears throat> ESPN Sports Center, there's a, a break in. Um, they actually kind of stole a, a, a wrestling gimmick, but that's neither here nor there. Yeah. Um, the, basically, it was something broke into the uh, the. It's, it acted like something broke into the um, broadcast, and it was them saying CLB nine three. Okay, cool, CLB. Um, but so okay, hey, sort of I love a boy. Uh, whatever is coming out nine three or did okay. So that was the announcement. So everybody's like, oh shit, it's coming out nine three. Cool, whatever. So then about two days before. We started getting Elliot Wilson posting all these billboards because what Drake just Drake Drake decided Drake decided to do was post billboards in all the cities of the people who were actually featured on the album. And while it was creative, wasn't that exciting to me. But I know people get excited for anything Drake does, so sure, 
Y'all go for it. You, you cool. say it like it's just such. No, because it's really it's low hanging fruit, and y'all fall for it every time. What? You know, you know what I equate it to, and I'm, a, I'm a, it's funny, and we're gonna get into this in a second. I equate it to whenever an iPhone drop. Even Stop. though they, no, no, I'm, I'm dead serious. Stop. I'm dead serious. No, listen, listen. No, no I listen. Do you buy that. every iPhone to come out? Yeah, because for what? what? What features do they give y'all that makes it where I want to spend another? Um, I mean, you have Apple Music. My, you no, have the, it's the same. My point is, it's an Apple it, product. It doesn't matter. It's but Apple product. Your other phone worked fine. What you gonna do with an Android though? No, no, no. My point. No, I'm saying this. If you have an iPhone, mm-hmm. so I got an iPhone. If you got an iPhone 12 now. The iPhone, whatever, come out next month. If your iPhone 12 that you have for a year works fine, why are you upgrading to the next one that don't have more features than what you got now? Because most times now, if you just do the software upgrade, you'll get some of those features any damn way. Yeah, the but camera, I mean, they didn't improve like, the camera enough to justify, so you're just buying it just because it's the no, thing to do. Improvements, you know, camera no, stuff. They and haven't they made have. no that. No, the improvements they made are minimal at best in the last ten years. Let's be clear here. Like, like, no, we're, and that's, and I'm a tech person. None of this shit they've done in the last 10 years has been anything groundbreaking to justify you buying a new phone every fucking year. But they made it that way for so long that people just do it because it's the thing to do. Not because they're getting any groundbreaking features or anything great or anything more you amazing do. than what they had before. It's an apple. It's the same thing with Drake. Drake is Apple. Well, 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 no, because, like, here's the thing. I would say this album um, was actually the better of his past few That's albums not true. that have That's come out. That's not true. That's not true at all. Views was actually View, pretty good. Views was not. Views was, views was average at best. Um, I said pretty good. I didn't average say, at best. But his best albums to me is always going to be nothing but the same, and it hasn't changed yet. Well, yeah. That's always going to be that but, thank me later, however. No, thank me later was... Uh, Really? And you thought Thank so Me Later So Far Gone was better than Thank Me Later, sorry. So Far Gone, too. Like, yeah. Well, no. So Far Gone, that was because that was the, originally that, a mixtape. That, that's it, not the point. The point is, that was his, that still was his be- better than fucking Thank Me Later. I'm sorry. It just is. I mean, um, but listen, I, the thing is. What songs that, off Thank Me Later y'all still playing? Um, let me see. Oh, I'm going in. That wasn't on there. <laughs> That actually was off a of mixtape, so I don't oh, count. Oh yeah, 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 you're right. Uh, best I ever had. That wasn't. That was off the mixtape. That came off as over gone. <laughs> <laughs> There's literally nothing off. Wait, of thank what? Me. You're to. Oh, thank me later. I oh. said thank me later. I said um, thank me later. The one with Kanye and um. Wait, I gotta see the track list because I I haven't seen the uh. Thank me later. So. Um, fireworks. Nobody's playing fireworks. Okay, yeah, you're right. Oh, fancy. No, now fancy nobody's does play, get Nobody's playing. playing. I, no, I nobody legit heard fancy. Nobody is playing fancy. If you heard it recently, it's because he's just whiz. Um, okay, what about over? Nobody, everybody hated this song that came out. This song was trash. I hated this song. Miss Me? With Lil Wayne? No, no. It's, that hasn't been played in like 10 years. Yeah. What I'm saying Family later have staying power. It's not like I can go back to listen to a whole good kid Mad CD right now and play that album front to back and no problem. Nobody is playing Thank Me Later. <laughs> okay, Scorpion, he actually did have a few good songs. Yeah, on a there. few, but it was like 40 yeah, songs on that album. But that wasn't a like. Few, uh, 40 don't mean shit. I would, but Certified Lover Boy, honestly, is it the was, better album out of the last no. few ones. Oh, wait, Take Care was actually a good one, too. Take Care was okay. People, a lot of people think that's his best work. I don't, but I understand. I, I, it was some songs. I wouldn't like, say it was his best, but it was up there. There are people who so think that this is his best album. I don't think so. But. Um, 
But no, I would say like I mean I've enjoyed Certified Lover Boy. Okay, so here's my thing, and we're gonna we're gonna break this down. But like I said, Drake is Apple because Drake will continue to give y'all the same shit because now y'all gonna take y'all accepting. I don't think with this album he actually took risk. No, he didn't. He did. There take was risk. no risk. Or, or. Champagne poetry. That was not a risk. He's done those songs before. Hey, He's I mean, rapped over hip hop beats plenty of times. That's it. But that the, ain't he, done before. He did. he did a switch. That was up. No, he's done that before too. Uh, this is nothing new. He has not done. It's a Drake album. It's like every other fucking Drake album. I'm gonna go pull all my friends. And put them on these songs, and I'ma do what they do because I'ma just I don't really want to use my like his best songs on this album are the ones when it's just him. Those are his best songs on this project. Which is champagne poetry. I, I just I told you I like I that song. Um, I told you I like that. For some reason you don't like girls want girls. That song is stupid and that line is retarded. Girls want girls. And I don't know I'm not gonna play retarded, but that song okay that that's catchy my, though. That I don't fucking know. It's, I know for girls. That's the reason he made it and that's my point. <laughs> he keep making but shit. Why, why be mad at the brother? He I'm know not, where his lane is. No, he knows but his lane. If, if you are, if I'm the biggest artist in the world. I should be able to try something different and make uh, so here's my thing Drake cat. doesn't too set trends he follows trends yeah. that's my issue uh, if I'm the biggest artist in the world when Kanye was the biggest artist in the world you can count on Kanye to do some different shit that was gonna push the culture to something wet and try some new shit that was always a thing. With Kendrick, he does the same thing. Well, here's My the thing, point too. You is, gotta remember, Drake came from a, a, a no, no. background of acting. He that's was undergrad. That has nothing to do with it. And, but mean, he was rapping back then, too. He just wasn't famous. Yeah. My point is, no. Toronto. That, that don't do that. That don't mean shit. <laughs> that don't mean shit. Yo, mentor is fucking Jay Prince, dog. And Lil Wayne, dog. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. No, none of that means a damn thing to me. Like you At one point in time Dwayne some, Carter was credible No Dwayne, Dwayne First of all I'm not gonna let you Disrespect Wayne like that No, no look, I mean Hold on Hold on no Wayne is one of the goats And we're not gonna do that He is a goat But that's However, not, we're not gonna do the that The last no. few years No 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 no, no, no. Mm-hmm. The last year or two Every feature he's been on He's killed That's just what it is he killed on this feature. He killed on well, Tyler's yeah, album. One. He killed on, like, every feature he's been on in the last year and a half, Wayne has killed it. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to let you do that. Yeah. You haven't heard all his features, so how would you know? I have, nigga. <laughs> okay, well, that's good for you, but. What point uh, is, so you can't say if you ain't heard them all. <laughs> no, but I just, I, you know. I, you, like, if you're talking about albums, yes, his last album wasn't that, but that album was also old. So, I mean, his last album was like four. Uh, most of the songs were like four years before, like three or four years old, because they had been locked in Cash Money Vault for yeah. years because well, he couldn't release them. Well, so yeah, yeah, I'm not going to judge him. I'm not going to judge him off of that because that was, that album was old as shit. All those songs were old. Even the Kendrick song, that shit was old as hell. So I'm not going to judge him off of some shit that was old that we just had sitting around. He was like, "Well, fuck it, I got to put it out because I've been I've been fucking promising this shit for all these years, so let me release it." I'm not going to judge him for that, but feature wise. The last three, two years? That nigga been killing. I'm sorry. He just has. Now, with that being said, I don't expect him to kill everything because he's, you know, he's older. Yeah. He's not Jay. You know, he has three dreads in oh, his hair. I don't care. He's not Jay, so I don't care. That don't mean shit to me. However, so, Drake, and I heard somebody else say this, this is a safe album, and that's my problem with Drake. Because, and I, I'm going to preface this by saying this. I am a Drake fan. I was a Drake fan before most of you niggas knew who Drake was. 
I put a lot of niggas up on Drake because my sister put me up on Drake. Gino put me up on Drake. My so sister I, put so me up on Drake. Yes. It was before that, though. Before that, it was Christmas at my parents' house. It was Christmas 2009, I think. When is So Far Gone come out? It was, yeah, 2009, 2010. I think So Far Gone came out in 2010, like February 2010. So it had to yeah. be 2009. So 2009. Matter of fact, I'll, maybe 2000. I don't know. Cause no, I think I, it was 2010 when So Far Gone came out. I don't know. Because it... Well, because remember, So Far Gone, it came out. They did. They read. They... They no, I'm talking about the original. Twice. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, it was 2008. I'm sorry. Oh, it was Because it came out in 2009. So it was 2008. Okay. Oof. So 2008, not 8, Christmas 2008. I'm at my parents' house with my sister and my family. My sister's like, yo, it's this new kid, Drake, you got to listen to. And she was like, and I put my sister up on rap all the time, so this is the first time she ever tried to put me up on something. Okay. And she's like, yeah, he be running with Wayne. You know, I'm, really, I'm not really a big Wayne fan, but, you know, um... It's this song, and she played me a song Ransom. It was him and Rain. Him and oh, Wayne. yeah, I remember that. I said, oh, okay. He kind of nice. Okay, okay, cool. So then she says, yeah, you know, he used to be on Degrassi. Hold up. Time out. <laughs> Wait, no, 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 time out. She slid that in real slick. She's traveling <laughs> off, off sides. No. I my sister used to watch Degrassi all the time. I hated that show. Oh, man. So when she said With that, little I, Jimmy. I but I didn't know who he was. I just knew she said he was on Degrassi. So I instantly disqualified this nigga from my memory banks. Okay, Damn. you really just I was like, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't fucking care. It was Degrassi. I hated the show that much. I hated it every time she watched it. So that being said, fast forward back then, I would be on hip hop blogs all the time, hip hop DX, other ones, whatever, rap radar, all that shit. So. I'm on Hip Hop DX. I listen to all the little new songs that, that drop on there or whatever. And so the first thing I heard at that point was a song called Congratulations. It was a Coldplay sample. I love Coldplay. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. I like this song. Okay. Let me see what else he got. Started listening to a, other, a couple other little mixtape songs he had. Okay. Now, like I said before, whenever I discover a new artist, I need to hear your previous shit. So and you know, find out more about you. To see where your progression is, whatever. So went and downloaded his own his older mixtapes. I can't remember what the first one was. The second one was comeback season. No, room for improvement was the first one. So room for improvement. Listen to that. Okay, he got potential. Cool. A couple other little CC he had out there, whatever. A couple of songs he had with Wayne on Wayne's mixtapes. Okay, cool. I'm going in the original forever before the one they released with Eminem and everybody on it was just him and Wayne. Um, different, totally different verse. Um, all, all the other shit they was doing together. Okay, cool. All right, cool. So, I listened. So then, so far, Gone comes out. Oh my! Oh, okay. This nigga got something. It was different. He hadn't started because he that was the first part that he had done all the starts doing the singing shit. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was cool because I'm like, yo, he can do both. He wasn't a great singer, but that's still different than what we're, you know, we hadn't seen that really. Like, he sounded good enough. And he, his range is about. Well, we know he's not like, you know, no. No, his range is very limited. Let's yeah, but I mean, he obviously is not baby face or anything. No, no, like no. That, I'm not even but. comparing him to fucking baby face. I'm comparing him to. 
who is who range is limited? Ashanti. <laughs> His range, or, yeah, their range is about the same. Yeah, as far as like they not no. Well, so with that being yeah. said, but I was like, cool. But it's dope that he's doing it because it's like it's different in rap. Cool. I still didn't know who he was. Like I hadn't seen him. So I'm down. I'm still looking, listening to his old shit, and I down, I get to comeback season. Comeback season has a cover. And the cover is him in a fucking peacoat. And some leaves behind him in the fall. And I say, no fucking way. Not the kid in the wheelchair. The light-skinned kid don't fucking, it's him. Because let me be clear. Up to that point, I thought Drake was dark-skinned or at least brown-skinned. I don't know why. I just did. The way he was delivering back then, I thought wow. this nigga was brown-skinned. Yeah, he was. Okay. Had no idea. Had no clue. So when I saw this nigga picture, I said, not the wheelchair nigga from the show. Him? Okay. But by that point, I already was like, Okay. This nigga's nice. So far gone was dope. I love that project. I played it all the fucking time. And so I was I was checking for anything he was doing at that point. I was a Drake fan. I was like, this nigga's gonna be a problem. Um so when he finally officially well, he hadn't officially signed to Young Money. He was still affiliated with Young Money, but he wasn't officially signed to them yet. Mm-hmm. They did the Young Money project. He kind of he did his thing on a couple songs he was on, but you could see his trajectory was just going a different place. Okay, cool. He's gonna be a dude. I don't know where he's like, if, how long it's gonna last, but he he seems to be that guy. He has a trajectory. He's heading to a, a, a level, right? All right, cool. It's set up for him. You got the biggest artist in the world at the time because at the time Wayne was that nigga. So you signed to the basically the, the most stacked lineup at the time because it was you. It was Wayne had you. He had already signed Nicki. Mm-hmm. They they had a thing. Although Nicki didn't drop for like three years. She was always there, so it was like, all right, cool, she fine, y'all can she can just look pretty and y'all be fine. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, and so, okay, cool. And so he started working towards his first album after doing the they did the Young Money tour or I Am Music tour that Wayne was on. And he filled in uh for like uh Bobby Valentino for some songs and shit like that, doing the vocals and shit like that. And I thought that was cool. Okay, cool. Whatever. And so then, you know. He does. He draws things later. I liked it for the most part. As a debut album, it was okay. I mean, it was some songs on there I really liked, and some of the stuff was like, eh. But it still had potential. And you know, I didn't really. I, I got to take care of late because I kind of got annoyed by. At that point, for some reason, I kind of got annoyed. I liken this to when, okay, so I was a Kobe fan when he was coming out of high school. I was a huge Kobe fan. Like, I had Kobe's first shoes. Like, niggas don't remember his first shoes. His first shoes with Adidas. They, it was some new shit they was doing with the soles or some shit like that. So they had these bubbles on the, on the bottom. I had them shits, right? Mm-hmm. So I was, a, I was a big Kobe guy. Until he got in the league and niggas started comparing him to Jordan and shit like that. It was like about year two. And I'm like... I know he copied all Jordan's moves, but y'all niggas pushing it. And that made me kind of like not really like Kobe. <laughs> that was the start of it. Till I found he was an asshole to people and it made it worse. And then when he snitched on Shaq, I really couldn't fuck with him. <laughs> Nigga, really? <laughs> right. My bad. <laughs> I didn't know it was going to play. I did not know. You went to something that was audio. Why would you not know it was no play? No, because I had it on mute. And it's Negro shenanigans, y'all. Half Negro shenanigans. Um, and it's funny we're talking about another half breed, but um, shut up. So, that being said, I supported Drake. I supported Drake. I rooted for Drake. 
Um, he did kind of get corny for a while there for me. My only issue with him after a while was that I felt like, because so far gone, he rapped. There was a couple songs where he sung, but he rapped for the most part. Mm-hmm. What happened, because even on Thank Me Later, he rapped for the most part. Yeah. And he had a couple songs where he sang. By the time you get to uh, take care, he realized that his lane to get chicks, because the, the easiest, oh and this is why goodness. I'm going to get to my, my hot take in a minute. I can target, if I if I focus on women, because the reality is women are the ones that got him a number one when he re-released fucking um, Best I Ever Had. Chicks is the ones that really pushed that song. Guys didn't really like that song like that. They like to see chicks like that song because they got them in, oh shit, they dancing, let's go. We want to see that, let's go. So, yeah, that's where that song got, that, so that was, okay, cool. So he realized, shit, if I talk to these chicks a little bit more, on my toxic shit They gonna love me Cause <laughs> chicks Love toxic shit They don't like When the toxic shit Is done to them But they like to hear About it in the songs I don't know why They just do <laughs> And that's well, maybe been, he's just Speaking no, no, from no, the fact no, 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 That no, no. there are people Out there No just, No yeah. Cause and that's And we, like, we had another comment Cause I had just A debate with one of my friends On Facebook Cause she's a huge Drake fan And she has a radio show And that, that, a conversation came up And I'm gonna bring that To the table in a moment too We gonna That's part of this whole Drake thing too so, and I have two takes on Drake and two comparisons on Drake. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I kind of got to a point where I was like, eh, because I really, so I really didn't, I got to take care of late, I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't really, I listened to take care of a little bit the first time, but I really? didn't like I, it. I remember I Gino put me up on it. I didn't like, I didn't like was... take care at first, um, to be honest with you. I didn't get back to Drake until nothing was the same. Really? Yeah. I went like, and then I went back and listened to Take Care. But I didn't listen to Take Care because I just, the songs I had heard on it, I was like, eh. I didn't like Headlines. I hated that song. I hated that beat. It hit hard enough for me. I don't know why I just hated that beat. When I saw the video, I didn't like it. Um, Interesting. I just, I don't know why. It just didn't hit for me. So it reminded me of when Over came out. I didn't like Over either. So I, it kind of reminded me of that And it was like Okay you're just Kind of doing the same thing I don't mm-hmm. really like this So I didn't It didn't feel me So it didn't make me Hype for the album So I never really I didn't go to I didn't rush to it And so by the time I really actually got to it It was when nothing That was saying already out And I went back And listened to it Like a while later I was like oh, Okay I guess There's some songs On there I like Like I like Lord Knows the beat And I like Ross verse I don't like Drake's verse from that song at all I hate his verse from that song Because <laughs> I feel like It's off it's, He's not in a, Like the pocket he was in It just didn't I didn't like it it fucking throws me off every time I listen to that song. I've heard other people kill that beat that I felt like did it better, and that's probably why. And I think I heard some of those people kill it before I heard Drake's verse, so it just made it worse for me. <laughs> huh. So I was like, all right, cool. Whatever. But nothing was some Zane. Uh, Zane, that's my shit. I can go back to him all the time. That, to me, is his best work. It will always be his best work because he ain't done nothing to surprise us since then. Um, I hated that one with him and Future because I don't like Future and I hated that yeah, it was I didn't care for that I didn't one. care also because it was all Future Records which was Drake on them and I don't like those I don't like Metro Boomin's production at all I don't care for I, it either however way too sexy no 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 that's a, was, I'm a, I'm a, I will punch you um, we're not getting there first of all second of all so my, if you read this too late it was very it was kind of the production was kind of basic it was some yeah, it was okay. It was okay. It was okay. It was okay. Um, but and then views to me when I first heard it, I did not like it. It has grown on me 
it's still not his greatest work, but it's better than the first time I heard it. Uh, I'm not going to count more live because I was basically a playlist and I hated that album because he basically just said, I'm going to pull something from every country and just put a song on here. <laughs> I'm not doing that. It was basically a playlist. Um, and then we get to Scorpion. Scorpion was a bunch of fluff. There's a couple songs on there that was good, but for the most part, it was a bunch of fluff. And I felt like it was too many songs and not enough, enough substance, substance to me. And, my, and the thing is, like I said, with any artist... One of the things I'm looking for is your growth as an artist. And once you get to a certain level, my thing is this, as an artist, you have to challenge yourself. I feel like, why are you doing this if you just put, if you just going to put anything out because you know it's going to work? I feel like that's lazy. And look, it's, your, my opinion may not matter to them, and I don't care. And then you don't have to care. He probably doesn't. I know Dre don't care about my opinion or anybody else's for that matter because he knows he put out the shit that people want to hear. They're going to listen to it because it's just like that old song that Detroit artists uh, tell me what, the, um, tell me what they want to hear. That's what Drake does. Oh, Rashad. Yes, that's what Drake does. Drake his whole career now in the last 10 years, uh, five, especially the last five, four, five, three or four albums has been, I'm just going to give y'all what y'all know y'all want to hear. Y'all want to hear some toxic shit. Y'all want to hear me complain and <laughs> why? About some chick that some stripper that broke my heart. You want to hear about me being toxic and telling her she he don't mean shit. About his son he mentioned his son in one bar. He mentioned co-parenting. And he mentioned just so my son's the only thing I love. That's the only thing he said about his son. Let's be clear. <laughs> no, he talked about, you know, his feelings about being a father. Yeah, it, and it, not very much. He said this my son's the only thing I love. No, he, the, no, he what, said that you know, it was very stressful. That, that's and, you not, know, that's not talking about no. Yeah, it is. No. No, talking about your son is a song like Foundation from Exhibit. That's talking about your son. Okay. Let's be clear here. There's a dope. This nigga mentioned his son in passing. <laughs> like, let's be clear here. That nigga ain't, no, no. That nigga didn't get into any in-depth. Like, he doesn't open himself. Drake is only going to give you so much of himself except for his his being toxic and no chick ever wanting to stay with him. <laughs> Like yeah. Rihanna don't acknowledge that nigga to this day. <laughs> she always thought that nigga was corny. That's why when he told her he loved her on stage, she trying to look like, mm, yes, nigga. Yeah. <laughs> like, you know what she what she wish she would Rocky, the nigga you thought was your little brother. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. That so with that being said, this album is mid. It's like, um, it's like uh, it's like some. It's like some, what a, it's like Zima. <laughs> really? It's like, it's like a wine cooler. That's what I call it. That's what this album is. Oh, come on. on. No, don't do that. No, no, no. This album's a wine cooler. No, it's, not. Know, it's not. I won't even give it a Mike's Car Lemonade. Give it Earl No, no. I won't give it that. that no, no. Earl. It ain't even wine. No, it's a wine cooler. It's not even real wine. No. 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 I won't accept it. I won't that. even give this shit Mike's Hard Lemonade. No, nigga. I won't, won't accept that. Shit. I wouldn't even give you a fucking hard cider, nigga. No. This shit's a wine I will cooler. not accept No, you know what? That. Fuck it. This shit is Arbor Mist. No, now you're being disrespectful. You're, you're just, that's, that's And we're going to get into the songs. That's so let's, let's, let's get into the, I'm going to get, I'm going to break this down. So let me get into this fucking album. Champagne Poetry. No, 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 no. Let me finish. Let me, let me go. I, I don't care. I mean, okay. I'm just Champagne Poetry. Love that song. Yes. Sample's great. Great. Poppy's Home is Stupid. First of all, okay, I like... Okay, yeah, that was one of the oh, songs I didn't on. like. I like, the, I like the sample flip of the Montel Jordan song. However, here's where I debate Drake. Drake basically says, I'm all y'all father, y'all all my sons, basically talking about these rappers, kind of how Nicki always saying, all you bitches is my sons, right? Now, here's right. the thing. Who... As an artist, sounds like Drake. Who? Name one. Name one. 
I mean, I no, think no. Drake wants to be no, him. He no, doesn't no, no. want Drake, people. No, no, no. Drake, no, Drake, the point of that song is saying that all these rappers are my sons, which implies that they're trying to be like me. Name me one artist that was influenced by Drake that sounds like Drake. Name them. Name one. Future. Future ain't got shit to do with Drake. <laughs> he don't sound shit like Drake. <laughs> There are names that sound like Future. Future could even make this song. And I don't even like Future if Future could have made this song. Drake can't make this song. Because you know whose son he is? Jay-Z's, Wayne's, Kanye. (laughs) The nigga he can't stand out. Drake is more nigga sons. Nikki could probably get away with that to an extent. But let's be clear, she's still a little Kim's son, so I'm not going to give her that pass. Like, let's be clear. No, Let's she lo- she definitely mirrored Lil' Kim. Let's be clear. Well, yeah, we know that, but Eve could point is, too. But the point is, Drake, who your sons? Because I ain't heard an artist yet that sound like you. Lil' Baby never sound like you at all. There are no niggas out here that sound like you. You weren't the first nigga to sing with mel- do melodies and shit like that. Ye was doing that shit. Shit, Bone Thugs and Harmony was doing that shit. Nigga, you are not the first rapper to use melodies in their song, nigga, or sing for that matter. Let's be clear. The song, their name was Bone Thugs and Harmony, nigga. They were doing that shit way before. So the point is, no, nigga. You, who was your sons? Who was your sons? I want to know. You and Cuddy came out at the same time, so he damn sure ain't your son. So who exactly is your sons? Who? No one sounds like you, nigga. Nobody's tried to use your style. Nobody sounds like Drake. Nobody's trying to do your shit. You, plus, and let's be clear, the one thing about Drake I hate that annoys me the most is that Drake is notorious for taking everybody else's style and using it. Rather than creating new styles of his own and doing something different, he'll say, oh, shit, I'm doing a record with this uh, Afrobeats artist. I'm going to use their style. Nigga, well, this nigga him. said Puto on the record, you old white, <laughs> half-white Jewish mother. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> the hell? It, it, it no, no, worked for him, no. So. He just say shit because, you know, people are not going to judge anything he say because they know he's going to get away with it. This nigga wore blackface and niggas let him get away with it. Let's be clear. Well, they, they kind of came for him, though. No, but he got over it because he's still here. Most people don't make it through that shit. You're right. You're, you're right. So the point is that nigga is Teflon for whatever reason. Maybe it's the Jewish side. I don't know. Maybe he knows some people. <laughs> eh, I don't know, man. So, girls want girls. The highlight of that song is Little Baby. Also, if Drake said that, that lesbian line is trash. That shit is stupid. That the chorus is dumb. The fucking she say I'm a lesbian. That shit is dumb. That shit is stupid. Cause nigga, really, really, don't ever say that line to me again. Really, you a lesbian too? That shit ain't make sense. That shit's dumb. His point is that yeah, no, no, he like girls. I get what his point. He could have said a better line than that, nigga. That shit is stupid. That shit is dumb. In the Bible, I like a little Dirk verse. I like Giveon verse a little bit at the end. He kind of came at the end pretty good. But Drake's verse was in. Love all. Jay killed that. Drake in. Fair trade is my shit. Fair trade is my shit. 
Way too sexy. Burn that song in Way effigy. Too sexy for mommy. Too sexy no. for this guy. Fuck too that sexy song. For... And I don't like that type of stuff. But for some reason, that, I, I can buy to it. And the reason, the reason he I made that song because he knew you niggas was gonna be. Oh, it's catchy. He programmed you niggas. Um, no, ain't that the whole point? Don't no, you want to listen? No, it's not. No, I don't listen to music just to dance. And also, I can't dance to that song because that stupid. I hate that stupid. That that same little bounce. I hate too that shit. That shit's terrible. Too sexy for my. That's terrible. Too sexy for my. Yeah, it's supposed okay. to be tongue in cheek. I get that. I like Young Thug verse on the song, but outside of that, fuck that song. Um, well, TSU, I am never listening to again. Once I found out that Mr. Robert yeah, that was, was yeah. and so here's my thing: you chose to sample R. Kelly when this nigga's on trial for people. abusing young black women yeah. and men, for that matter. That's mm. and you chose to sample him. And people online like, well, no, because he got a... Is, is Wait, because people he, were defending that? Yes, they're saying, well, yeah, but R. Kelly didn't get no money from him. That's not the fucking point. That's not the... Because, well, he don't own none of his shit. The label do. That's not the fucking point. People are always going to try and find a, um, a loophole around that. Like, oh, well, you know... That's people stupid. <laughs> like, they want to justify shit. Oh, speaking of... And this is a side sidebar to Mr. Robert Kelly. So, I'm going to say this to you people with all the disrespect in the world. So, for a very long time, when people have tried to justify to me or other people um, why they should defend or why R. Kelly should not be held accountable, they will bring up people like Elvis. They'll bring up Jerry Lee Lewis. They'll bring up. Why do. uh, And they'll say, well, these white guys got away with it. Not taking into account when these things happen. Yeah. The 50s and 60s when shit like that was acceptable, even if it was wrong, because let's be clear, because if that's the case, y'all keep forgetting that women were property for a very long time. Yeah. Women couldn't even vote until the fucking 70s. -hmm. The fuck y'all talking? Like, women were not treated as equals to men. So... Fathers literally sold their daughters off for fucking cattle, dog. Yeah. Women were treated as property. Their daughters were treated as property. Absolutely. And their virgin daughters were treated. The whole point of chastity and all that stuff, a lot of that shit comes from the fact that I couldn't offer my uh, a, a daughter who was a virgin could net me more than a daughter who was not. People don't seem to understand that or get that that's how that shit worked. So that shit didn't change until recently. And, and we still have situations where shit's still going on. So let's be clear. Jerry Lewis marrying a 14-year-old girl. Yes, that was wrong. But at that time in that world, shit was acceptable. But my point of not justifying that, but this. For all you people that use people like Jerry Lee Lewis as your ex- uh, example of why R. Kelly shouldn't be held accountable because those white people weren't held accountable, I'm going to go and point out one thing to y'all. It was te- one of the girls testified in trial on the stand that R. Kelly used to use that same example as saying 
He's a genius And he got to do What the fuck he want yep. I'm a genius So I should be able To fuck little girls So I'm just So y'all know For anybody who's used That defense of R. Kelly You motherfuckers Think so like a predator You think like a predator You think like a fucking predator You should be disgusted yep. In yourselves same Because money. just so you know You use the same logic As a fucking predator Just want to point that out to you Thought I'd say that Thanks for coming to my TED talk mm. Now Back to Drake Never listen to that that TSO TSU. I'm sure people at Texas Southern will listen to it because it's just school. Sure, that's fine. Because it's Texas Southern could, University. Yeah, but I'm sure they'll listen to probably it. Probably could have used it better. And too deep. That's my shit. Mostly because of the sample of Get Throw. When it first came yeah, in, that was actually I was nice. like, all right, what they're gonna do with this? Okay, I like that song. Like I said, for the most part, the songs by himself, except for a couple, are the ones I like. Pipe Down, even though it's toxic as hell, I actually like that song. I love Pipe Down. It is toxic as shit, and I know women are going to like it, yeah. even though he's telling y'all to shut the fuck up. Well, <laughs> I mean. he's, telling, he's telling y'all to shut the fuck up, but y'all listening, but it's cool, cool, whatever. Yeba's Heartbreak, I love that. They should have made oh, it longer, because yeah, I love Yeba in general. Yes, Yeba has one too. of the most amazing voices in I music. Agree. Anybody who doesn't know needs, to, needs to get familiar. Um, no friends in the industry. I like that. Me too. I like that song. That, that was definitely knife talk. Favorite. I hate that song except for P- P- Project Pat. It is not. It is not Twenty One Savage's best showing. Yeah. For whatever reason, the chemistry between him and Twenty One Savage is not the same as Twenty One Seven J Cole. So when Twenty One Seven J Cole get together, them niggas do make heat every time. Both times this happened, that shit's been incredible. Mm-hmm. Of course, Seven A.M. Ain't nothing I can say about that. That shit is amazing. That yes. that shit, he was in his bag. I'll give him that. That probably is my favorite song on the album. Let's be clear. Uh, Race My Mind. Eh, eh. Um, Fountains, as usual, he gotta always go jump on somebody's wave. He heard <laughs> Tim's on uh, fucking um on that fucking uh, WizKid record mm-hmm. and was like, oh, shit. And she smoked that feature. He shouldn't have been on there. <laughs> um, let's be clear. Get On Better. I like that song. It's a more of a sing-song song, but Ty, when it, like, the, the melodies and everything, and when Ty Dollar come in, that shit's amazing. Yeah. That's I, probably the best... Slow song? Best slow song he's ever made. That is probably the best slow really? song Drake has ever made. Like, that shit's amazing. That's some R&B shit. That's some R&B shit I love that, that Yeah uh, no uh, The song is I don't really need Singing Drake all the time I would love to make A whole rap album But if he was gonna Produce shit like this I would actually listen to a whole R&B album With Drake If he did shit like this All the time Plus when you put Ty Dollars on I want anything It's just gonna make it better Ty Dollars on Can't really make A great album for himself But that nigga Features always amazing You Only Live Twice I liked Dwayne And um, Rick Ross's verse uh, Drake was okay um, I miss you too With Kid Cudi I love Cudi on anything So I like that song mm-hmm. Fucking fans uh, It's kind of Yeah but I'm sure Chicks don't love it <laughs> Most chicks are wondering Why he ain't fucking them But that's neither here nor there You fucking fans When I, I mean, was the I beat, The beat is, is I, Look the production Is never the issue Except for like One or two songs I never have a problem With the production Because he always has The best producer So of course it's gonna be great but the delivery and the the execution of the song is what I talk about. I don't fucking care about production unless it's just super trash. Like the production on fucking too sexy. Fuck that song. Um, the production on what? Yeah, like the production for the most part is is good. I mean, I ain't got a problem with the production. Um, no, the remorse is my shit. I love that. Mm-hmm. But he always has a record like that. 
where at the end he ends it with some shit like that where it's like there's something or whatever and he just kind of goes in and kind of talks about his life and your regrets and shit like that and that's fine so that being said I give it and I listened to it a couple times now maybe a six but like I said it is not his best work um there are a few songs on there I like it's probably like five or six songs I like out of the 21 um it's a lot of shit I could have done without I get that I'm probably the minority there that's cool because a lot of people are just Drake stands and I get that I'm fine with that it's cool but I am am a I am a unbiased listener I'm just listening to it judging off the music Mm -hmm. I'm not judging it off of who he is because I don't know that nigga I can all know a nigga from a can of paint and this is coming from a person who was a Drake fan and I mean I'm still a Drake fan but I'm not a Drake stan there's a difference Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna like cover this nigga defense about everything he does yeah, no. Because I'm like I'm just not. So it is what it is. Um, I mean, I, when I would he have rap, to... rap, I want to hear that. That nigga when he rap, I love it. When he on his cocky shit, talking his shit, go ahead, nigga. I love to hear that. I want to hear you rap. Go in, nigga. Do what you supposed to do. That's what I want to hear. That's what I want to hear. Now, I mean, that was kind. Of, well, my my review honestly with Don that that was probably like a seven, and with the Drake album, I gave it a nine. Yeah, you're delusional. Um, you're you're delusional. No, um, I mean it's just honest. Like it's, it's again, honestly, there was a few Kanye songs honestly, on there I got with, but honestly, honestly a lot wrong. of it I don't. Honestly wrong, but you know what? You're one of your chicks, so I expect this. No. No, no, no. I do, I do, because Jake. Like, there were what, a lot of men that on my page that were commenting that didn't care for it. Drake stands. That don't mean that. Yes, it does. Yes, no. it does. I literally saw a nigga on TikTok. It was like, yo, I ain't even heard the Drake, but you know it's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> nigga, shut up, dog. That's my thought. That's my point. I'm look. Jay Z is the goat to me. He is far and beyond. Yes. That's not even the question. I can honestly drug, ju- judge a Jay verse or a Jay record and tell you that I hate or dislike that record. It is never going to be a thing where I listen to a Jay Z album before, or I don't listen to it and I'm telling you this shit gonna be the best thing ever. Because you know what? <laughs> I know it's not. Let's be clear. Because nobody is perfect mm-hmm. and Jay has definitely had a couple missed records. But you know what? Yeah. And that's the other thing about Drake, I feel like, is the, the difference between him and a lot of artists is that people only care because everything with Drake is all based off numbers. Oh, he's the most streamed artist in the world. Yeah, but we only been streaming. Streaming's only been around for like seven years, nigga. What the fuck? The fuck? I mean, but it's, again, it's just like I'm not going to sit up here and lie and act like I love the Kanye album. Just I'm, not, because no, I'm, talking, people, I'm not judging you for know. that. That's, what, that's your yeah. opinion. That's fine. I'm speaking to Drake right now. I'm speaking to Drake fans and the fact that, look. Also, I think some of the vitriol for Kanye is that people don't like Kanye. And so there are a lot of people who wouldn't go judge the album properly anyway because they don't like Kanye or they don't want to hear it. Or you have people. Here's my thing. This guy ain't been talking. This guy been talking about God and religion all his fucking career. This nigga. He 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 conjuring spirit. Really? 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 He can't conjuring spirits? Really? Really? Is what I'm saying? That that first the Donda chant did sound. It's a, little- a heartbeat, first of all, because Selena Johnson came, but she's like, it's not a fucking, it's not conjuring the dead. It's literally the heart. If you if you listen to it, the cadence, it gets slower. It's a heartbeat yeah. of his mom. That was the that was it was supposed to be like capture that. That was what it was, and she said it was more to it, but I didn't finish watching the interview. But the point is, it was not. But people just assume stuff. But also, and this is another thing, and this speaks to black people in general. <laughs> White people in program job so much to be scared of things that are not actually supposed to be evil. <laughs> the y'all just say anything y'all don't know about or understand is somehow evil automatically. And this is weird. It's the Illuminati. The, 
it's so many. Like, yeah, no, it's different. But that's but no, the thing about the Illuminati is probably never, is the fact they they making y'all believe that all the black people are in it. And, <laughs> are y'all, well, no, they yeah. say the white people are no, over no, it, but no, no, but they, but no, but you never hear about any white people in the industry. You know, it's all these black people. <laughs> I've never heard any white person say, yeah, that person. You know, uh, Springsteen. That's Scientology. That, Scientology is the white that's version that's of Illuminati. That's a cult. Cults are different, but cults are all even around. No, that's different. But Scientology is not just rich people. Mm-hmm. It's not just rich people. No, this is every famous black musician had to sell their soul. <laughs> because <laughs> I, as a person who's sitting here in Michigan, and I'm not in that tax bracket, somehow I don't believe that's possible because that's not possible. It's not possible for you to be successful because you're black like me, and the world would never allow it. So because I can't fathom them being fathom that being possible, there has to be a caveat or some type of thing you did to get to that level. Because otherwise, it's not possible. Because it don't matter if you had talent, it don't matter if you made smart business decisions, it doesn't matter any of that. You're black. How? Did you get to that level? You know what? You had to have done something. You had to make a deal with the devil. <laughs> that's 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 what the logic and this in the it's but you know that same type of logic is the same logic you have with these dumbass people who are so anti-vaccine, anti-mask, but you niggas went and took horse pills and horse drugs uh, for your fucking COVID. Uh, that's the, oh, but Joe Rogan, we, is that what we're, we're talking about? We're gonna get to that in a second. But before I was my I got my Drake hot take, and I got two of them. And this is gonna lead to the other conversation I was telling you about with my friend. So the first take. Drake is the John Cena rap. <laughs> I and anybody who is a wrestling fan should get that reference because the reality is John the biggest matter of fact the whole Roman Reigns promo about is just missionary position every single so night. Right. That's what Drake has done to y'all. That's what he's given y'all every album for the last six years and you niggas mission. just accept it. The missionary position. <laughs> this nigga keeps serving y'all the same bullshit and he's like, alright, well it's Drake though and he gonna give me a couple songs I can dance to at the club or at a party or some shit so I'm fine. That's cool. That's fine. That's what y'all good for. Yeah. Yeah. Eh, eh. There are songs that I would never listen to normally, but at the club I'll listen to them because I'm at the club and it's about fucking you know it's different. The vibe's different. But am I running to that song? Fuck no. <laughs> I would have never listened to Bad and Bougie. Bougie. Ever when that song came I out. I hated that song. But in the club, when you see a chick react to it, it's yeah. different. A little different. A little different. Yeah. But that's just the environment changes a lot of shit. Will I ever run to this Drake album? No. Are there a few songs on there I like? Sure. Will I just make my ass a playlist of all the Drake songs I like? Sure, because I already have one. Just like I have one for everybody. <laughs> mm-hmm. With that being said, he is the John Cena of rap because he has been the same artist with no real evolution. <laughs> He's been talking about getting hurt by strippers, losing his circle of friends, and all this shit since his first album. <laughs> I mean, this if it nigga, ain't broke, don't fix it. This nigga is either a terrible person who just is toxic as hell, so no if, chick wants to stay with him. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Ain't that no, what they no, say? No, no, no. That's not the same. <laughs> that's when you talking about a process, not making music. You supposed to evolve, <laughs> nigga. <laughs> yeah. You supposed to evolve. Your first but album, yeah, for him, your, se- your first broke, album shouldn't sound like it. your seventh album, nigga. Dog, no. That's like what Jay always said. You want my old shit? Go buy my old album. No. Dragons keep serving the shit up to y'all and y'all keep buying. <laughs> no, you gonna buy this album and this album and this album. I know it's on your album, but shit, sure, here, here, here. Okay, here you go. Take it. So, my other take, and so this is my friend, her radio show. So, 
the conversation was about who is worse or who is more toxic, Drake or Future. <laughs> and, and she posted this post question. And she said, well, first of all, she's a Drake stand. So I'm preface with that. She is a Drake stand. She is definitely a Drake stand. So I preface with that. She said she think future is worse because Drake at least gonna like treat you at least okay and buy you flowers. I said, yeah. Uh, he doesn't have that, multiple no, no, baby no, mamas no, though. That's, that's, like that's not. That's not. That, hold on. Let's hold on. That's not the issue. That doesn't mean you're toxic. That doesn't mean you're a hoe. Those two different things. Being toxic, I feel like Drake is more toxic. And you know, reason is a reason why I think Drake is more toxic. Future is pretty upfront about who he is. So you He's, think it's because Drake no, no, no. hides it? No, no. Yes, that's actually worse. A guy that's going to manipulate you and play like he's the guy you want him to be to get what he wants from you, and then you turn around, he's a trash nigga. That nigga is worse because <laughs> he actually, actually think through a plan. He's more diabolical because he's actually pointing out how he's going to get your attention. He's going to get you to do what he wants, get what he wants from you, and then push you to the curb. That's actually worse. Then a nigga who's up front I worked with a guy We used to work with a guy um, Back in the day mm-hmm. Who was a hoe And everybody knew He was a hoe He would have multiple oh. chicks Coming to bring him To 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 uh, lunch Like back to back Like Like he was Do have like Four or five cell phones It was ridiculous And he had chicks Coming in our store All the time But everybody knew But he was very honest With the chicks he dated I'm not trying to be In a relationship This is what it is This is who I am I'm, I'm with whatever Mm-hmm. So B was very clear about it. So while yes, that may be toxic behavior, he knew who he was. He knew he wasn't ready for a committed relationship, so he didn't jump into one. That's actually more honest because at that point, you at least like for example, you have the decision. Like it's like girls always say, don't just be upfront. If you're just trying to hit, tell me because at least give me a chance to say no. That don't try to manipulate me and calm me into acting like you want to be with me. Oh, you telling me you doing boyfriend stuff with me, and then but you don't want to be relationship. Mm-hmm. Nigga, we've been doing. We act like we're in a relationship. Now you tell me you don't want a relationship, but you you want to see me every day. You want to take me on. You want to do all these other shit together. I ain't been talking to nobody else, and you want me to only talk to you. But you don't want to be in a relationship. But you want me to wait around like that. What the fuck is that? That's toxic. Mm-hmm. Drake is that type of nigga. So to me, the more toxic nigga is the nigga who acts like he's not toxic, only for him to show you that he actually really is toxic. Future, even though I hate Future. That nigga is very upfront. I'm good, love, and joy. He's very upfront about who the fuck he is. He has never sugarcoated it or hid it for that matter. He is very honest that I'm a trash nigga. And you know I'm a trash nigga. So if you choose to fuck with me, know I'm a trash nigga, that's your choice and that's your fault. At least you have a choice to say one way or the other, but you at least know I'm trash, so I you can't say you didn't know because everybody knows I'm trash. Drake, on the other hand, will play the role of the sensitive nigga who quote unquote wants to quote unquote listen to you. We really don't. I don't want to listen to as much as it benefits him. He gonna claim that he treating you different than another nigga or this or that, or he gonna buy you shit and all the other stuff, and that's fine. But he really trash and he's still a toxic nigga. So to me, it's actually worse to be that nigga than the nigga who was upfront about being trash and toxic. And then I also liken Drake to this. Drake, other than being the John Cena of rap, he is also the Patrick Dempsey of hip-hop. Really? Do you get that reference? Uh, do, you know mean, who Pat- Patrick, do you know who Patrick Dempsey is? The name is? sounds from the book. Who is he again? Dr. McDreamy or something like that on Grey's Anatomy. Oh, 
what made you? I, so honestly, I didn't watch Grey's and I didn't either. Like that. However, However I yes. know who Patrick Dempsey is. Okay. Patrick Dempsey is now this heartthrob, this amazing, this, this like, oh, he's the most handsome man in the world type thing. Do you know who Patrick Dempsey was back in the 80s, though? He was the nerdy kid in every movie. He was the nerdy kid in Can't Buy Me Love, the original. He was the nerdy mm. kid in Loverboy. He was always the nerdy kid in all these movies who somehow ended up getting the, the, the popular girl or whatever the case may be by mistake. And that when it was always those, like those nerdy movies like Nerds and all that shit, he was in that space. Mm-hmm. So that's what he was always known for back in the 80s was being these little nerdy movies. He was never the most attractive, like the most, uh, he wasn't never thought of as though, oh, he's the popular guy, none of that shit. So then 20 years later, now he's the most handsome guy in Hollywood. And all these women love him. He's like, oh my God, he's me dreamy. Shit like that. Drake, there's two versions of Drake. There is pre-beard Drake and post-beard Drake. Because wow. the pre-beard Drake Chicks thought was corny Even though they liked Some of his music They thought that nigga Was corny This nigga grew a beard This chicks They ain't never liked Drake Oh my god I love Drake <laughs> And this speaks to women When women say Beard is makeup for men Because Let me go here It wasn't like He wasn't an attractive guy mm-hmm. But it was plenty of chicks That thought Drake Was the corniest nigga On earth that nigga grew a beard. All these chicks that I knew that didn't even like Drake like that and thought he I was mean, corny. Hey, beards look better on me. That nigga grew a beard cases. and it was in that nigga life Hello, changed Zaddy. like that. That's and I'm bad. like, what the fuck? <laughs> it got so bad that when he shaded off in that Saturday Night Live, bitches was so mad. <laughs> I mean, cause really it was like, what the fuck you doing? <laughs> it was hurt. And I was like, this shit was ridiculous. But with that being said, so that is my review of uh, CLB or Certified Lover Boy. Mother thing, oh, sorry, mother issue. The, the the album title don't fit the theme of this album because most of these songs are off, like except for like maybe five songs. Most of these songs don't even fit the theme of a Lover Boy. What the fuck, dog? It's a whole bunch of it's a whole bunch of random shit and mismatch of other shit just through on here. So it's eh. Um, what? Donda, I like more songs on his album than I don't. Uh, oh, I'm sorry, I like more songs on his album. I like the majority of his album, I'll say that. Um, for different reasons. All the features killed. There's not a feature on here that's not great. Um, I, I think the only reason Jail is separated is I'm pretty sure J- uh, Jay-Z didn't want to be on the record with. Uh, not no Marilyn Manson or the No, no, I don't, I, don't think, I don't think, I don't know if well, he knew about okay, what was, was going on. It's mostly the baby, Definitely, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know because I didn't even know what was going on with Marilyn Manson until like, people started like, oh my God, he got a rapist or something. I'm like, what? What is it talking about? And I looked it up and apparently he's on, he's being sued for mm, whatever. I didn't know it because I haven't yeah. paid attention to Marilyn Manson in like 20 years. I don't know what he was doing. <laughs> you remember when there was a rumor that he was the kid from um, Wonder Years? The little best friend? They, people, they, with the, yeah? There was a rumor they, that, oh my there God. was a people, a rumor that people thought he was the same guy. It was him growing up okay. for a long time. That was, wow. like, that was a rumor. That Wow. So, uh, so uh, now we want to get to um, uh, Boosie. Uh, <laughs> let's get to Boosie's favorite uh, topic: Lil Nas X. Sir, sir, sir. So, and niggas on Twitter was killing Boosie. It's like this nigga. He wait like first of all. Can, who can somebody take away Boozy's page? No, like, he don't. I mean, he still has a Twitter. I don't know. He, they keep he keeps getting a new Instagram and they keep doing. <laughs> that's, um, that's sad. Cause so here's my thing. 
So Boosie has had an issue. First of all, Boosie's homophobic. He can tell me his assistant is gay. Of course. That don't mean shit. Nigga, you homophobic. I hate Because he basically gives the same reason that, uh, that white people say, I'm not racist. I have a black friend. However, he's the same guy that let uh, a grown woman A fucking suck prostitute off his... or his nephew and his son. Yeah. Mm. And he thinks that's not a problem. Mm. But, okay, cool. Right. So... He's 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 a he's made comments about Lil Nas X a few times, even threatened to beat his ass um, if he's. Uh, but a lot of people are starting to say, you know what, Boosie, you were locked up. I think you just want to fuck this nigga. <laughs> they said they said, but what girls like? I ain't had sex in two years. This nigga dick is on uh, Boosie mom more than his own mom. <laughs> oh my goodness! Like, and it, it's true. So Lil Nas X announced his album was coming out September seventeenth. And so then he did a People magazine cover. I think it was People. Mm-hmm. And, and he had a fake st- a pregnant stomach on the cover. Yeah. And it, the, it was the whole point is, like, oh, my God, I can't wait to have my baby on September. It clearly was always album. It clearly, like, it was obvious. But so he clearly. He, he did it for trolling. He, he's, but he's the ultimate trolling. He knows that you niggas don't talk shit. So I'm going to do what's going to piss y'all off. And so as soon as that got posted, niggas like, oh, you know. Boosie Pronto be pissed. And at 540 in the morning, <laughs> this nigga Boosie got on the internet going the fuck off on Twitter talking about he gonna, I think he gonna go, he gonna suck, he gonna give his, he gonna, he gonna turn around and fuck one of his, uh, give one of his uh, backup dancers head on stage and soon or whatever. And so I was like, why are you thinking about this at five o'clock in the morning, nigga? <laughs> Clearly, yeah. Nigga, nigga, you... You miss something? Like you want? Like you want him to touch you? Like because this is a little, <laughs> this is a little, get, this is a little get, getting a little rough. Like you getting a little out of hand because he's talking about. And then he said hashtag protect your children. Let's be clear. And so then somebody Who's brought. Who said this? He that was one of his hashtag protect our children. Because he thinks uh, this is the issue and this is the issue. Oh God. So here's the thing: somebody brought up a good point, and I, I was going to bring up another point, but. There was an episode of Cosby Show why I don't really fuck with the Cosby yeah, Show. There was an episode. Mm-hmm. There was an episode where all the men wore fake stomachs. Oh yeah, to, preg- right. yeah pregnancy. And somebody episode. was like, "I didn't have nobody had to explain this to me when I was a kid. Why you think his kids are stupid? <laughs> I, kids know I can't get pregnant as a man. So what the fuck? Why do y'all like? Why like nobody when I was a child in this episode aired? Nobody said, "Oh shit." By the way, just know this is you can't don't. Nobody thought about that. When the movie, uh, what was that? Um, it was some movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger was pregnant in the movie. My, my mom just watched it with Danny DeVito, right? Yeah, I, my mom literally just that, watched nobody, it. Nobody, oh shit, no, we should, no. So why is it now all of a sudden? And it's like, it's because he's gay, right? This is what it boils down to. You have a problem with gay people. Just say that. It's just who it is. Like, this nigga ain't doing nothing but living his life, and every time you say some dumb shit, he gonna make it a point to fuck with you because he knows what you want. That's the gay agenda. Uh, well, yeah, we know. The gay agenda, which apparently is to make... like, And it's like, um... No, it's not how that works. Because by your logic, if a person watches somebody who is gay on TV, then... First of all, gay people been on TV for years, not on black TV. And that, that's my, and this, I talked about this before, my biggest issue with, when it comes to the whole idea of the gay agenda. Mm-hmm. Because I only hear black people talk about the gay agenda. <laughs> Just like I only hear black people talk about yeah, black people. I was going to say, yeah, they didn't start really. Because there's been white people gay on TV for years and nobody ever said, hey, they are gay. Just like it's the whole idea when they always talk about how 
they're always trying to get black comedian or black men to wear, to wear dress. dresses. White men have been wearing dresses in movies for well, people ever. would even comment and say that, oh yeah, those white people sold out too. They they That's, they no, it, it was a show. I know. Saying, but like my my point is Bosom Buddies, but yes, perfect. Bosom Buddies, example. fucking um what was the movie that Dustin Hoffman did when he was a he won an Oscar uh, for that two, movie. Two, yeah, two. he won the fucking Oscar for that movie. Like my point is this shit has been happening for years. Nobody ever said, oh, shit, because this guy wore a dress, he's going to be gay or he's going to like, like, that's not, that's never been a thing. But for whatever reason, yeah, black people don't seem to understand how sexuality works. So they think if I see that image, they, they treat gay people like white people keep treating gangster rap. That's what they do. Oh no, they're listening to that gangster rap. They're gonna go kill somebody. <laughs> or they listen to Mary Manson. That's why those white boys shut up. That's that's what they do. Yeah. They treat they're treating the gay they treat gay people like white people treat a gangster rap and rock music. Oh shit, my With son is gore. Yes, like, they're oh, treating they they're treating it, they're literally treating gay the gay people like they are like like white people treated the gay like a fucking um music day and like or fucking two live crew and all other shit. That's what they're doing. Cause my thing is this. Cause the other thing is people always say where Lil Nas caters to kids. Since when? You niggas never listened to Old Time Road. It was a catchy song, so kids liked it because of the chorus. But did you ever listen to the fucking song? He talking about sipping lean and all kinds of shit. That song was not meant for kids. It just happened to be catchy and y'all let y'all kids listen to it. Who for is that? Right. Cause you know what went, happened when my dad started letting me listen to rap, well the the hardcore stuff. That nigga listened to it before he gave it to me. Yeah, because he was a parent. Because he was a parent. Yes. Parents. Yeah, that's how my parents as a were. They parent, had to listen to certain. You protect artists. your children. It is not the responsibility of the artist to raise your they kids. Think, yeah, it's the, it's their fault. They the TV raised them. That's why these are the same like people Charles that Brooker say. Said, I am not a role model because it is not my responsibility to raise your yep. kids. It is your job as a parent to watch your fucking kids. But going back to what I was saying too before, like that's the whole issue with you know when the whole Cosby situation came out. Their main excuse was that he was trying to buy NBC and oh, but this was. This was the dad that raised us, you know, as we were growing up because, you know, the Cosby's, this was the positive, you know, black role model. And, you know, the white man doesn't want to see the whole the idea of the Cosby show was built on respectability politics. Yeah. Is that if you act a certain way as a black mm -hmm. person, he didn't like he didn't, he didn't like, like you niggas. niggas. It the is. whole idea of that show was based around respectability politics. Mm -hmm. It was based on the idea is if you act a certain way as a black person, Charlie. you can get to a certain place. But if you act like you black or act like you hood or whatever the re whatever the terminology you want to use, you gonna stay hood and you gonna have you got those hood names. You got all this other shit. But those so it's like yo because also it wasn't relatable because my parents weren't lawyers and doctors, nigga. And while, yes, it's aspirational to be that, that wasn't my reality. That's the reason why something like the uh, fucking uh, Good Times was more relatable to most people because they have more real-world problems. Yeah. 
they didn't always get into. Well, even the Jeffersons was even the Jeffersons. He dealt with more real racism and more overt racism. Cliff always had a like, it was always like really soft hearted for the most part. The most Im- terrible thing they had was their kid going out to parties and getting drunk or shit like that. Like it wasn't oh, like Vanessa. It was mostly they, they, they were having white people problems. They weren't having black yeah, people now, problems. Yeah, now I would say the Fresh Prince was probably more of a better example. Of yes, how- because Uncle Phil, even though he was rich, he never forgot who the fuck he was. Yes. Like yes, he made I it be got, clear to I kids. got here, but nigga, must be clear. I came from the hood, so I know what I'm. I, I'm still me. That shit didn't leave me. It tempered who it made me. It made me who I am because the even real, with family matters, I would I would take family matters over the Cosby. Like it's just it's just they did it differently, and it's just like yo, y'all. Yeah, because I remember the episode when Eddie got pulled over. Yeah, and Carl confronted those cops, and he was not playing with these niggas, dog. Right. <laughs> Not playing with them niggas, dog. So it's just one of those things where y'all, Boosie gotta stop. And now look, I understand he's one of many toxic niggas. Part of the reason I like you niggas keep giving him a platform. That's why I'm I think pissed. he enjoys being in prison. He, well, he ain't been in prison in a while. But my point is he he become, he enjoys he's 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 cornered his niche as being the ignorant dumb nigga from the south. And unfortunately, people keep enabling his ass by putting him on a platform, i.e. The Breakfast Club, because y'all keep putting this nigga on y'all show. Well, you already know Charlemagne and DJ Yeah, but it's like y'all keep spreading this bullshit, and y'all don't challenge him like y'all supposed to. That's well, what Charlamagne claims he does, but he don't really like yeah. Charlamagne has deep questioning years. He has a <laughs> bunch of fucking stupid ass questions. Right. And I don't even dislike Charlamagne like that. I haven't really wanted to be the only way to hate Charlamagne. But it's like, yo, yeah, you don't keep Charlamagne is very mm. he's very surface level in some case. Like sometimes he's really good at what he does on his own shit. On the Breakfast Club, he don't challenge people on shit. So he's had some great conversations on different shit, but on that, no. Yeah. And it's my thing is like, yo, you allowing this nigga to be toxic because you know it's gonna give you ratings, and that's my problem. Pretty much. And it's like, no, this shit's trash. Fuck Lil Boosie. Fuck that nigga. And he clearly wanna fuck Lil Nas because all he ever think about, and I'm sorry, I'm not waking up at 5 4, 5 40 in the morning to think about some black, some other black dude sucking a nigga dick on stage. Right. Why are you thinking about this girl? <laughs> Probably because something happened with him while like he was in prison. That nigga definitely was traumatized. <laughs> he was traumatized when he was in prison. He, he probably had, had to, to uh, relive that scene from lockdown when my man's got like Something raped. happened to that nigga in jail because yeah. that nigga is obsessed. Yeah. And it's unhealthy. Very much so. Like, nigga, you need to calm down, dog. I don't, it's not even that serious, dog. And you just keep going on and on about the shit. Like the Energizer Bunny. Um. So... Okay. Talked about that. And this portion is sponsored by. Okay, so me. We're gonna talk about. It's gonna be a little much. Okay, so we're gonna get into. Okay, we're gonna double back a little bit. So first of all, there was a conversation. So did you see the ad? Okay, when Jay Z and Beyonce posted the ad for Tiffany. Did you see anything about that? No. Okay. So Jay-Z and um, Beyonce did a deal with Tiffany, a part of their new ad, right? And so in the ad, Beyonce is wearing a Tiffany diamond, which is like she's only like the first black person to ever wear. I think Lady Gaga's wore it. A couple other people have worn it, but she's like the first black woman to ever wear it, right? Okay. So the first thing that comes out is people like, she wearing a blood diamond. And, you know, Tiffany said, this is not a blood diamond. We don't know if it is or not, whatever. 
But then people say you you just you you have to understand you know or no people were you know killing Jay Jay Z and Beyonce basically saying well you know you can't trust them they're billionaires and yeah this the capital- whole Illuminati thing well no it's right? not even that they're talking about capitalism and how you can't trust them because you can't trust billionaires and blah 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 this blah 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 and call about capitalism stuff like that and basically it's saying hey we don't like capitalism so they're and they're capitalistic in nature so why would I want to fuck with them basically kind of thing so here's my thing. We live in a capitalistic society. Yes, we do. We do. How is it their responsibility to just change that? They can't. Because first of all, that's the society we live in. They are two artists and moguls. Why is it their responsibility to change that? So if I can't change it, what should I do? Should I take advantage of it to put myself in the best position possible to help the most people I can? Or should I just not do anything? Because it's not like they've done anything wrong to get their money. They didn't hurt people. Right. They've made in, in music. Fact, they've, they've helped people. They've helped a bunch of people. They do it all the fucking time. But it seems like... And people always got something to say. And it's like, they don't... Okay, if I do something... For example, when she did her Black is, her Black is King thing for mm-hmm. Disney... People criticize that even though she put on all these African artists, she brought attention to different things. It's always a criticism. Okay, if I, as a black person, want to show, give attention to my culture and my right. heritage, then you criticize how I did it or, you know, the way I did it. I thought the point was to do it. If I'm giving shine to people who may not necessarily get the same attention, and I'm Beyonce, mm-hmm. for example, on Drake, our, our album, one of my best favorite lines on there is from Lil Durk. Because in the middle of his verse, he shouted out his girlfriend's oh, her cosmetic, cosmetic line. line. He said, like, well, Drake album. He said, Dre album do a billion streams. I'm just, I'm just promoting my chick. Like, <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> that That's what you're supposed to that do. That was smart. So if I'm Beyonce and I go tap these, all these other Afrobeat and African artists and put them in this film and showcase their talent and their creativity and showcase their, their, their culture, how is that wrong? Because isn't that, first of all, it's a good look for them because mm-hmm. you may not know who these people were before that. Right. Because you don't have, you're not going to Africa, so you don't really have a reason to look for these artists. But now you have access to these artists because I brought them here and I gave them a, a, a platform. How is that wrong? But it's like, it's not like they just sitting back and not using their money to help people. These niggas and most of the shit they do, they don't talk about because they don't want they people. They don't need to. They don't want. They, they've always made it clear. That's how you're supposed to move. They've though. made it clear. They not. It's not about them. That's the reason why they've never. They always say, "I'm not going out there to march because if I go out there to march with everybody, then it's going to be about Beyonce and Jay Z marching instead of about what the cause is." Exactly. That's the whole reason they've avoided that shit because they understand that if they name get attached to something, it instantly becomes about them yeah. and not about what the point is. And, but you, you got to remember, we live in a society where everybody they base stuff off of what you post. So it's not real until you post about it. So if you don't tell people that, oh, you did a good thing today, then it doesn't count. But it's it's stupid. Right, because it's like everybody, because they, 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 they live in a, we live in an era of call chasing. Yep. So I got to tell you everything I've done. 
So if I've donated here, you got to see me donating. You or I've, or I've done this, 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 uh, this, uh, this uh, community service. I got to, you got to, I got to showcase. And I don't know it. if it irks you when it ha- when you see this, but it irks me when I every time I do see somebody doing something for the less fortunate or somebody that's in need, and they post pictures of this person or they be like, well, yeah, I help this, you know, poor person. Now it's performative, th- and, and that's what I hate. Like, it's performative. Did you it's even just, get their permission? Just like. Last year, when everything, when people was like, okay, when everything was going on with George Floyd, and all the celebrities did the whole blackout day, for what? You had all these companies coming out saying they support and all this other stuff, but it's like, then you start hearing news, oh yeah, but this company's like they treat their employees like shit, or they're racist, or they have a history of this and stuff like that. It's like you're doing this shit because it's the trend and everybody else is following it. Mm. But are you? Do you really believe in it? Or are you just doing it? Right. It's not like Ben and Jerry who have a history exactly. of actually putting their fucking money where their mouth is and put, and bringing voice to this kind of shit. But if you somebody like Gucci or something who ain't never really been known for that <laughs> shit, I'm supposed to just believe you because you posted this blackout folder or right. like, but it's just thing is like, yes, it's performative, but it's like, what action are you putting? Because you could put everybody could put that shit out. But what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And I don't necessarily need to know what you're doing. Just know that as long as you're doing it. The one thing about Jamie Beyonce, they they keep their shit on the tuck. They've gotten mad because I've even seen it's been times where some of their friends in their circle who know them, but like they don't they probably don't be mad if I tell this, but I just want y'all to know what they do. They've bailed out protesters plenty of times. They pay for people's entire fucking defenses and all kinds of shit because they're in a position to do that. And that's the whole point. I'm in a position where I can help. I can't solve everybody's problems, but when there's an issue I see that I can put my... And look, because money don't solve everything. Prince was the same way, too. And it's like, my thing is like, we don't... But it's just like, because you... Be, and, I, and it's just like, those things like, okay, when they see them on a certain light, it's like, they're just, they just there. And it's like, yeah, but they put work in. And it's like, yeah, because they're billionaires, you don't have a problem. For example, Bill Gates is a billionaire. Bill Gates has donated billions of dollars mm-hmm. to different shit. And people still try to vilify him. Niggas tried to blame him for Corona. Yeah, they so. And it's like, really? Because he, 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 he apparently, according to them, they said, oh, well, you he know. He predicted this. He yeah, predicted- he was saying, yes, this is a potential to happen because anybody with a fucking brain would know this is potentially going to happen because we're not prepared to handle it. Mm-hmm. That was all he was saying. And because he's a forward thinker, like he is. So in the comics, they consider Tony Stark a futurist. He's always looking for the next thing. He's always looking for. Mm-hmm. He's pointing for the future. Bill Gates is the real life version of that in a lot of ways in that he's always looking towards, okay, what are we going to be fighting next? That's right. all he was saying is based on where we are, that's going to be the thing that's going to be the, the thing we're going to have a problem with because I don't think we're ready to handle it. And somehow y'all took that to say. Oh, and the fact that, oh, he basically, you know, retired and now he's getting a divorce. And so, yeah. Just rich people all- get divorced. So, fucking what? You know, they're, they're going to find anything. People just, so. it's like, people be reaching, dog. And it's like, y'all just really, and I look, I understand. Y'all don't, and I, I know some of the, like, some of the anger towards rich people is that you're, you, you're talking about the rich people who, point of all, you're not going to see everything they do. And like, yeah, if I'm a rich person, you just see the people getting rich. My thing is this. Yes, it's not their fact. Well, it's some, like, if I'm a rich person, now there are some rich people who believe they should get taxed more, and they are very honest about that. But there's enough rich people who don't believe that, including the politicians who are rich, yeah. who won't allow that to happen. That's not their fault. I'm gonna pay whatever taxes I'm supposed to take, pay. 
Of course, there are always going to be some who don't agree with that. Mm-hmm. But of course, because you're not going to ever get everybody to agree on everything. That's, the, that's impossible. That's not the nature of the humans. So what the fuck? But it's just like, y'all just like looking for something. It's like, okay, Jay-Z and me, I'm saying this shit to y'all. If y'all don't like them, that's fine. But to, to argue this whole capitalist thing, my thing is this. They live in a capitalistic society. What the fuck did you want them to do? They can't change the system themselves. So if I can't change the system, let me take advantage of it to put myself in a position so I can help, help the people who are in a position where they're who are not in my position. Small minded. They're 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 very small minded. And again, it's the the group going back to the group of people who don't know what they want. It's that group of black people that is like they're always bitching about they want change and they want solutions. But then when a solution does present itself, then they find a reason to bitch about that because they're they're never satisfied. So um. it's just it's just crazy. So. Speaking of capitalism, or just money in general. So it was a girl on on, tw- on Twitter a few weeks, like a week ago, earlier this week, something like that. Mm-hmm. She posted a con- well, she posted a caption and a conversation with this dude. Basically, she asked the dude for a hundred dollars. His response was, "I think I remember seeing this." You know, I ain't really get. I don't. I got some bills I got to pay. And he listed the bills he got to pay. He said, "If I got it, if I got something left over, I'll give it to you." And she was like, hmm. She kind of left him emoji like, hmm. And he's like, what? He's like, no. He's like, he's like, what? She's like, I don't want it now, or something like that. He's like, what? And so she like, like, so then he said to her, good morning. The next morning, she didn't respond. So she just kind of let him hang it. So then she's like, what the fuck are we talking about? You broke ass nigga. You ain't got a hundred dollars to give me, kind of thing. And she got killed, right? So then I guess her friend or even wait, her. You should, wait, she got killed. Oh no, for people it? was like, what the fuck? You mad at him because he paying bills, nigga? He was taking her responsibilities. Oh, I thought you meant like they. She literally got killed in real no, life. No, no, she got okay. killed on Twitter, right? Okay. Comments, right? Yeah. So then she posted a group chat of her and her friends, and in the group chat, all of her friends is killing this nigga too. And one of the girls is like, it, it, "Usually, at least one friend that got some sense, but apparently not your group of friends." Well, birds of a feather flock so together. So at one point, her she was telling the friends like, "Yo, I was just testing to see what he was gonna do. I got niggas that send me five dollars. I got send me five dollars like it's nothing. Well, if you got niggas sending you money like that, why, why are you worried about hundred dollars? Right? Why are you worried about hundred dollars?" So niggas like You really must be broke then So then So so it got worse So then Because she started this shit And she was real She kept doubling down on it Right So then Niggas Found one of the pics She posted on Twitter And zoomed in on it Now she's a pretty girl But they zoomed in There's a picture Where she's in front of her She's in her bathroom And her shower curtain Is not closed So you see her shower caddy Niggas zoomed in On her shower caddy and there's a bottle of Ajax detergent, like, uh, in the shower caddy. So then it's like, what, you watch, you watch, and so somebody asked you, you shower with Ajax? She's like, yeah. The fuck? So then niggas start talking about that. That just went far. <laughs> Why? But the, the idea of, okay, if you ask me for money and I have bills to pay, why would you get mad if I want to pay my bills rather than give you money? Because, because you want somebody that's responsible. You, I would, you, that would make sense, yes, right? That would make yes, sense. So, like, for example, this girl, I've, I think I've talked about her before. I've known this girl off and on for years. Is Most, this the one that lives out of state? No, oh, not okay. that. That was my ex now. This is a girl. So I've known this girl for a while. And we've talked off and on, you know, periodically over the years. Probably, it's been a while. She is wishy-washy as hell. And so what will happen is we might talk for a while. We might see each other, whatever. And then she'll disappear. Or she'll just leave. It could be time where we may we may have made plans to see each other. 
and she'll just kind of fall off the end of the earth. I'll text her the next day or something, and she won't respond. And then be a month later, she'll pop up or something like that, right? Mm. And it's been that way for a while. Matter of fact, the first time we've... And I don't even get into it. Whatever the case may be. She has been this way since I've known her. And... But then she'll always try to blame me as to why our relationship hasn't progressed or it hadn't progressed at all. And I'm like, but you don't want, like, I can't do shit if you don't respond, nigga. What the fuck are you talking about? Well, and if I try to spend like time with you and you don't respond or we make plans and then you disappear and don't respond, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You supposed to want me to just pop up at your crib? That's not, I'm not doing that shit. The fuck? That, that's kind of what you she, also she wants you to chase her down. But you don't live, like, it's not like you live around the corner. This nigga at one point has lived... She's lived at East Point. She lived in fucking Lincoln Park. And now she lives in fucking um, Harper Woods. So she's never lived close. She's been over here twice. Huh. And both times she came over here, I picked Noah. She'd been over here twice, three times. Two of the times, I picked her ass up. So I picked her up from the other side of town and brought her ass all the way back over here. I need to take her ass back over here. Um, she came over here one time a few like a while back, right? The first time she's ever come over here, and she compl- she made and she kept bringing it up. Why well, can't you see you came to see me one time in the seven eight years I've known you, nigga? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Every time I've seen you, I've come to you. What the fuck you talking about, right? And so again, every time we talk for a minute, she'll disappear. She'll pop up, and she might send me a, hit me up on Snapchat randomly or some shit. Talking about she was thinking about me and she missed me or some shit or some random shit. Trying to be inappropriate or whatever. She sounds toxic. She is. So, she's asked me at different points from like, okay, you should buy me something. She should buy me this. Or can you give me some money? (laughs) And every time she's ever, she's asked me like three or four times. And every time it's happened, I've told her no. Or I'll say, yo, I got other stuff to take care of. So, it's just not going to happen. So, the most recent time she asked me, I said... No, and was, so she popped up again out of nowhere, and she was like, "I want to see you." Okay, whatever. So we made plans day before we supposed to see each other. Oh, she, she asked canceled. Me, no, she asked me for money. Can you give me some money? Nah, I ain't got it on me. And then she poof. No, what she did, she said, "Nah, it's, I need. I, it's always you. I ain't never got it when I ask you for money." Blah blah blah. I knew. I knew. I just knew. I just wanted to see. Yeah. I said, okay. So here's my thing. God. I said, so just for the so record, why would I give you money? Because I'm not even sure you're going to be here tomorrow. And she even alluded at one point to, you don't do nothing for me. I said, so basically what you're saying is, even though you asked to spend time with me and then dis- disappear, basically what it boils down to is I don't spend money on you. And then my point is this. You don't stick around long enough for me to spend money on you. Because she looks at you as a, as a, as what I'm as gonna a do, bank. I've never given her money, though. I so know, but she, she's trying is, to make you her bank. After seven or eight years of you talking to me off and on or whatever the case may be, at some point or another, or me, whatever, if you, my thing is this, if money is the only thing going to keep me, me giving you money is the only thing to keep me around, then I don't want you because I'm not paying for nobody's attention. No. So if I was to give you money today and you disappear tomorrow, then what? Now I look like a fool. But if I give you money today and you stick around tomorrow, then that means you're only sticking around for the money. I don't need that. So why the fuck do I do that? So I didn't see her ass. And she would text me like a few days later. I said, you should decide not to come. No, I sure didn't. Because why? Why? Why would I? Because my thing is, I don't need nobody. Look, I have no problem spending money on a person. Mm. That has never been a thing. If we dating or whatever, 
even if we friends, I've spent money on friends before. It's not that it's not that serious. However, what I will not do is spend money for inconsistency. And if you I don't stick you. around and you are inconsistent, what the fuck I look like giving you money <clears throat> for what? For you to disappear tomorrow and me not hear from you for a month until you feel like or think or you claim that you miss me or think about me. No, I'm good. I'm all the way good. But right. it's one of those things where it's like if you if money and what a dude can do for you is why you want that dude, just be honest about it. Just like when girls want guys to be honest about, hey, if you just want me for sex, exactly. say that, nigga. Give me a choice. Because mm-hmm. if I have the choice, okay, if I want to cash you out, and if that's what I want to do, now, granted, I'm never just cashing a chick out just because. Because first of all, <laughs> let's be clear. <laughs> you had to pull the chair back for this one. Let's be clear. I'm going to make this clear. Please make it clear. Very clear. None of you chicks deserve that from me. Until you show me you deserve that, I'm good. Now, know your worth, King. Know your worth. It's just one of those things where it's like, I have no problem spending money, but I've, I've been plenty of times I spend money on chicks and I regret it. So I'm good. Show me something. Because if you get consistent, if you're not around, I'm not about to spend money on you just for you to disappear tomorrow. What the fuck? Hell no. Fuck all that. Mm-hmm. Nigga, no. The woman I spend money on like that indiscriminately is the woman I'm going to marry. And until that happens, fuck off. Now, I could take you out. If we dating, that's fine. It's cool. That's normal. Normal shit. But you think I'm about to just cash you out and spend five, $600 on you just cause, because... But that's what they want. And if I want to, it's fine. For example, if I, if my, if I have a friend who's going through something or dealing with something and they don't even have to ask me for it, but if I know something's wrong or they need something... If I have it, I have no problem helping. Done it plenty of times. I've done it for you. Of course. Because if I have it and, I have, and I'm in a position to help, I have no problem doing it because I do that for the people I care about. So it's never, it has, it's never an issue. I don't have a problem spending money. I don't have a problem giving people money when I can and when I'm in a position to do so. But I also know with those people, if I was in the dire straits and they had it to give, they, they wouldn't hesitate it. to help me out. That's just the reality of it. it. Is what it is. I don't even know if you're gonna be around tomorrow <laughs> after this conversation. So why the fuck would I give you money? Fuck all of that. No, I'm good. It's just like, so it's just this expectation. And like I said, in the case of that chick, you can't say in your group chat how you got dudes that say you find you like it's nothing but you yeah, whining over a dude that you see you hundred dollars that that's cause you clearly shit. that's broke clearly you ain't you ain't got it like that if that's what you saying because but again why are you uh, pressed over this dude if you got niggas that's gonna give you five hundred dollars stick with them niggas right Leave this dude alone I remember I had a chick tell me one time how she got this she had this one dude that would just cash her out and take her and buy her stuff. I wouldn't really mess with him. Like, I didn't really like him like that. So what you're doing is you're taking, a, you, you just kind of using him, which is fine. But Be don't honest. expect me to do that shit. Right. And That's that nigga. Go yeah. right ahead with him. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. hey, more power to the homie. I'm good. So this kind of takes me to my next. So another thing I saw was these, these girls said her and her friends had a, uh, a, a, had a debate. The question was, would you rather have a guy I'm gonna pose this question to you mm-hmm, Would mm-hmm. you rather have a guy Where you're splitting everything 50-50 Or 
but he takes he treats you amazingly or would you rather have a guy who pays for everything but trying to treat you like meh That's a no-brainer to 50-50. You know what I mean? Chicks took the 100%. A lot of chicks said, I will take the 100% and find me another... Uh, I ain't paying 50% or nothing. All right, I'll take the 100% and give me another nigga to treat me good. I'm like, what the fuck is... So, I don't... So, what's the point if... Okay, if you're a woman that, that basically... Oh, I gotta have my own. You know, I gotta... You know, I can make my own money. Woo, woo, woo. So, if you get with another guy that also is financially stable... What are you going to do with all your fucking money if you're expecting him to pay all the bills? Whatever the fuck they want. That's kind of what it is. So here's the thing. What I, I, what a lot of women, and this is the thing, and I said it's another topic, kind of the evolution of men versus women. So women have evolved to a point in, that, in society and just how things have changed where they are allowed to, you know, be the breadwinners to, to be financially stable on their own without the need for support from a man, which is amazing, which is a great thing. It's progress because considering where we were before, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. I agree. However, in that same time frame, the, the, the reality is you still have a lot of women who have either older parents or, or, or grandparents or aunts or whoever who still abide by the old beliefs in that a man is the provider mm-hmm. but the thing about that that people don't never remember is the reason the man was the provider is because the woman didn't have any rights to do shit so the man had to provide exactly. so her only job was to take care of the house and do what he, and take care of the kids because what else she wasn't allowed to do anything else mm-hmm. she belonged to that man like that was marriage wasn't for love back then. It was a business deal. It was a. I mean, contract. marriage is still considered. A it business is in a lot deal. of ways. Yeah. There are definitely marriages that are definitely a business contract, but we probably marry for love more now yeah. than we definitely did back then. Plus, because first of all, we have way more options now. So if you do get married, on some level, you are marrying for love. In some most cases, now, mm-hmm. of course, there are definitely exceptions to that rule. But for the most part, if I have all these options, why well, get married? Unless you're just a hoe and you just like doing stuff. That's <laughs> and uh, you just a terrible person at that point, and I can do about that. But with that being said, you have too many people out here who, yes, it's if that's if that's the arrangement you and your husband or your man have that hey, he's gonna take care, he's gonna be the breadwinner, he's gonna do this, he's gonna do that, he's gonna buy you this, whatever the case may be, that's fine. But the trade-off and the thing that women forget is that the majority, I'm not going to say all, but a large majority of the guys that want that reality, for example, this guy on TikTok got killed. It was his light-skinned dude. I don't know if you've seen the video. Light-skinned dude on TikTok. And the video went all over the place. He basically said, you know why the women, um, the women, women, all the bad bitches are single? Because of feminism. And then he went on to say, um, you want me to you want me to take care, you want me to take you out, you want me to pay for it and all this stuff? All right, well do what the fuck I say there, like kind of thing. Like you ain't a queen, you ain't nothing. You know why you ain't a queen? Because you ain't my mother. Which clearly means he have an Oedipus, Oedipus con- complex, right? Yeah, clearly. And it was funny. So then niggas went full investigation and went on his Instagram and all this shit and found other pictures of him in this room. He clearly was in Mama House. There was one point where <laughs> you could tell that the window 
the window. He said he was five nine or six feet. That nigga was clearly like five six. Oh, no. He was short as shit. Uh, he clearly lived in his mama's house. Oh, um, shit. There was um, you could see there was the window. What? It was shower curtains what? basically stapled up there. And so it was funny because even this old lady got into the act. She stitched his uh, uh, his uh, his post, and she came in like she was his mama coming in the room like, boy. If you don't get together and get your hat started and take you to work at McDonald's, boy, yeah, you know you're gonna be late today. It's like, wait a minute. And she's like, is that Mark Shower Curtain? Boy, yo, it, it was hilarious. <laughs> like, you wow. know what's messed up when the old lady, old black lady is like, nigga, you was full of. But that video went viral and it just speaks to the mindset and it likes them, and that's when I say the evolution of men. Because while yes, women have evolved to be be able to do more things and have access to more stuff and they're allowed to do more things because in that, that, that evolution has happened in our society, there are still men who view women as property. You do what I say because they believe that you belong to me, whatever the case may be. Now, so you have guys like that who always rail against things like feminism because they feel like, although feminism has been around since fucking 1800s, mm-hmm. but these niggas think it started in like 1965 or some shit. Basically. They don't know shit, right? So... The idea that you as a man think that a woman should be submissive to you. And it's like, if a woman is, that's the, that's what, and look, you, you, of course, there are other things, of course, you get into religious beliefs and things like that, and people who believe whatever, and that's fine. If that's what you think is makes sense, even the whole idea of asking for a father's permission to marry his daughter. That whole idea came from the fact that it was the one the daughter was treated like property, mm-hmm. so you had to ask the father's permission to marry to marry his daughter. Now, it's not the same now, but there are still people who believe that. There are some people who believe, and it's fine. I can not I can understand not asking permission, but asking for their blessing. That's different. Hey, if that's what means something to that woman, because she wants that because that's what she believes in. If that's what she believes in, that's what's going to make her more comfortable, then so be it. I get that. I don't necessarily subscribe to it, but I'm not the woman, so it's not my place to say anything about that. That's her. That's her mm-hmm. choice. That's what she believes in. That's her family. That's what she believes in. It's fine. Um, But it's one of those things where you have women who, and you have a situation now where you have a lot of women who are kind of in this space where they subscribe to the new ideal of what a woman is allowed to do and the the agency she has over her body, what she does with her life and all these different things. But then they also are tied to the old belief that the man is supposed to be the breadwinner and take care of everything. And so those ideologies tend to collide a lot. Yeah. Because what happens is the guys for the most part who want women who are going to do it, who are going to be submissive, or not necessarily, the, most of the guys they're looking for, who are going to be the guys that are going to take care of them, are going to be 100%, all that stuff, and be the breadwinner, those guys still subscribe to the idea that you belong to me. Mm-hmm. So if I'm paying for everything, you belong to me. You don't have any agency if I tell you wrong, that you can't do that. But on the other hand, there's a conflict because that woman feels like, yo, but I, I can do what I want. I can do it. He's like, no, you can't. And so then you end up in situations where you get abusive husbands and different things like that because the guy or you get, he starts cheating because he feels like if I'm mm-hmm. taking care of you, I can do what the fuck I want. It's a it's an arrogance of 
and it, it's the arrogance that permeate men in general is that if I see something, I can have it because I'm a man and this is a man's world. This society is built off of what men like. For example, for all the years, beer commercials always had half-naked women because we were catering to men. Mm-hmm. Once things started being catered to women, men lost their fucking minds and they bitch about it to this day. Of course. Men, including Two Live Crew and all kinds of men, have had naked women in their videos. They have naked women Throwing in their videos. Champagne on them. Uh, pouring champagne, disrespecting them, treating them like they Throwing objects. Them bitches and for hoes. all these years, as soon as black women come out and say we gonna sing about our wet ass pussy, these niggas want to write everything piece about. Oh my God, what are they doing to the children? Nigga, I heard you niggas talking about kidnapping baby mothers, robbing yeah. people. Like, but it's okay t- for them because that's, that's, diff- that's a part of their ego. It's that. just one of those things like, oh, no, we can do it, but you can't. Mm-hmm. It's how you treat a kid. Like when a parent tells you, you can't, I can do it. I can I do it. Because you can't. You can't do what I do because you're not, you're a child. That's Stay how these guys place. act towards women. That's- oh, shit. So whenever a woman owns her sexuality and is like, yo, I'm going to do what the fuck I want. These small-minded, ego-bruised-ass niggas can't handle it. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's just one of those things. So the evolution of women has been... It's there. It's, it's still... A, it's still a, like, women have evolved a lot. There are still some women, and mostly because they were taught this way, and they, they just, society has told them that men are the breadwinner. But it's like, that shit don't work. My group in the house... Until my mom got sick, my mom and dad both worked. Full-time mm-hmm. jobs. Yeah. Both were the breadwinner. My mom, both worked. Worked. my mom and dad both worked. My mom had to stop working because she got sick. So at that point, she became my wife. But up until that point, she was not. She was a career woman working her way up through Michigan Bill slash Ameritech slash AT&T until she had to stop working. Mm-hmm. But before that, she was a working woman. That's what it was. So I never subscribed to the idea of just going by the same gender roles. If that's your arrangement, that's what you like, it's fine. But I've never looked for a woman to say, I want this woman to be submissive to me. I want her to be my equal. I want a woman who's going to be on the same level on the same plane as me mm-hmm. because I don't ever want to look at my woman because my thing is this. Am I, and you know, the way my dad treated my mom, you knew my mom was the most important thing to him. That's the way you're supposed to treat your wife or your significant other. That's just the way it's supposed to work. And it's unfortunate that a lot of guys view their women as, yo, you do what the fuck I say. But that's also because look at the examples that most of them had. Yeah. They they probably grew up in households where they, it was single parent households or they saw abuse and domestic violence or they, you, you know, their their dad treated their mom as a piece of property. Right. You know, or something. So I was telling my friend, um, like, when she decided she had to leave her husband because it was like, he hit me from my, my daughters. That can't happen. Because what, what happens is, and what happened for a very long time in society is that no matter what, the husband's cheating, he got kids on the side, he got another whole-ass family, but you stayed. Yep. Because you had to stay, you had to stay. But the reality is people don't realize how that affects your children. Kids see and they mm, remember Everything. everything. You may not think they understand it, but that trauma, that shit stays with them. So it is not healthy for any child, especially if you got girls, to see their mother getting abused by their father. Because that those girls are going to grow up to think that and that's even, what love but is. But even with the sons, because then you turn yeah. out like Chris Brown. Right. You get to a point where you see these things. You see these, I grew up in a household where I saw all this shit, and now I think it's normal. It's like, just like yeah, what Michelle Lake said about Dr. Dre when she said... 
I got beat so much that when I got in a good relationship and that guy didn't beat me, I thought he didn't love me. Because yeah. she thought, I thought that's who loved Yeah, Suge didn't hit her. She said Suge didn't ever see her. And he said when he didn't, she thought it was crazy. She's like, well, you don't love me. Like, I thought he didn't love me because he didn't hit me. Like, I, and I was used to getting beat almost every day. Because mm-hmm. I thought, and I thought that was love. But people don't understand that you get programmed to think that these things are okay. That's why you can't, like, when you see people in a relationship and you're like, they're defending their significant other, even though he's whooping their ass, but he loved me. No, Mm-mm. that's not love. But unfortunately, when you're in it, it's hard to see that. So yeah. you get to a point where you're just like, okay, well, what you, you can't, and, and all you can hope is that the person learns before it gets bad because you don't want to hear on news that they died because he went too far. Yep. So, you know, I helped my friend get an apartment one time because her ex, even though he was separated, he just would come back to the apartment and whenever he felt like it and then beat her ass. And I'm like, that's not okay. So I helped her get an apartment. Even though I ain't, like, you know, it's like, yo, you gotta get out of there. Right. And it's just because it's not okay. Like, it's just not okay. But I just, it's one of those things where it's like, yo, y'all gotta calm down. Um, Joe Rogan, Mr. Anti-Vaxxer himself, Mr. Conspiracy Theorist himself. Uh, Mr. Baldy. He claims he got, now here's the thing. He says he has COVID. I don't believe him. <laughs> because now he's on horse tranquilized. Well, no, I don't believe horse him pills. because he posted, I guess he posted like two days later, a negative COVID test on some screen that nobody's ever seen before. Um, so we don't know if it's real or whatever. So, because I, what I feel like a lot of people feel like is. Because then he just come out about having COVID. Yeah, and, a few and, and days it could have been that he had it longer than he said. But what I think made, a lot of people think is that he claimed he has COVID so that he could say, I took ivermectin and it worked. That's what a lot of people think he's doing because I don't like Joe Rogan. A lot of people defend Joe Rogan, but Joe Rogan is he's a he's a menace because mm. he has too much of a following, too much of a fan base to be irresponsible with the shit he says, and he just says whatever the fuck. And it's like, yo, that's not okay because you're using your platform to let these people get this this misinformation off, and you're helping spread it. You niggas are taking horse dewormer. And then when you ask people, why are you taking this shit or what's the excuse? They give all kinds of dumb shit that ain't valid. One of them said, well, it's on the approved, what's well, on the essential drug list for the World Health Organization. Yeah, a lot of drugs are on that list. That right. don't mean they're right for COVID, you dumb fuck. But that's because what that they said. That list is not meant specifically But a lot to, of people are, they, they're, they're sheep. So they're, they're, they're going to listen but to you. I, there's a different level of sheep you got to be. So <laughs> there's a vaccine out. You don't trust the government. So you don't trust the government so much that you believe the government didn't tell you that this horse drug was going to cure COVID. What the fuck is It all started with Trump. You people are stupid. It all started with Trump. There's a level of... I worked in retail for a very long time. Let's always say, you never know how dumb people are till you work in retail. And I always believe that to be true. Until I met you oh, dumb yeah. fuckers. Oh, yeah. I mean, working in customer you service since I was niggas 16, I've seen it is all. is the dumbest people yeah. on the face of this fucking planet. And I hope you all get worms. <laughs> um... Yeah, none of it makes sense. But again, those people are drinking the Kool-Aid. So uh, with Joe Rogan, mm, yeah. We'll see what happens. Okay. And this is kind of, so this subject is essentially, I guess, a little um, close to home for you. What do you identify as, Ashley? First, for the record, everybody should know Ashley is biracial if you don't know ordinary. But I, I identify as black. Okay. Was somebody, somebody, anybody ever told you you're not black? Oh, yeah. Quite a few times. 
And what is their logic behind that? Um, because I'm I'm half white. So, I mean, in order for me to be black, I, I would have to be completely 100% black because mixed people don't count. Do you agree with that? No. On some level, do you understand why they say stuff like that? Mm, no. Honestly, I don't. Because, I mean... If I grew up in if I grew up in an environment where because it, there are people that I know that are mixed who because it's not like you're white passing you're not even white passing so it's not like it's like because uh. I mean there are a couple of people I knew that I I don't know personally but I I follow their lifestyles where they grew up like they were biracial but they grew up in like a suburban neighborhood or they grew up in like a like a rural area so they they adapted more to their white side versus their black side and so yeah people have criticized them is saying like oh but you're not black so i guess to me it would depend on how like where where you would grow up if, if that makes any sense so people have to understand something the whole idea First of all, I want to speak to this. And for you people who don't know, the concept of race is a social construct, first and foremost. Just want to tell you all this. If you all don't know, race is not a real thing. It's a made-up thing by white people. The reason it was made up is to differentiate everything from whiteness. Because for them, whiteness is purity. So anything that is not white is automatically not pure, impure, or evil. Hence the reason why angel food cake, for example, is white. Devil's, devil's food, food is chocolate or darker or black, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. The whole idea is that anything that is tainted is not acceptable. So if it's white and it's tainted with black DNA or whatever... It is, a, is, is tainted. It is not acceptable. So that is the reason why something like the one drop rule was created back in the day because it's the whole thing is it, you're not pure white. Because you're not pure white, we can accept you. The reason why a lot of biracial children identify as black. Now, look, I'm not talking about the white passing one because their experience may be different. And a lot of times it is. But for the ones who look like they're more black than they are white as far as their appearance, it's society for the most part that dictates how they're treated and who they are because if I'm raised in a black environment, I'm treated like a black person by society, and that means the discrimination and, and the, the treatment I receive, you can't then tell me I'm not black. But because I look a certain way or because you know I'm mixed, you are telling me, well, no. And it's fine if I it's fine if you identify as biracial. There's nothing wrong with that. I it's because it's like you saying you're black does not dismiss the face. It's, it's not you dismissing the fact that you know your mother is white. Mm -hmm. It's not a thing where you're saying oh, I know my mother's not white. I know my mother's white. You know your mother's white. That's not a thing. You know you've never denied that. Everybody knows that. Anybody knows you know that. So it's not a situation where you're like I'm black. No, we know that. So it's not like you're dismissing that. But I think. It's one of those things where it's like, and I've talked about this before, 
Black people always say they want equality, but really a lot of black people just want access to privilege. white supremacy. Yeah. They want <laughs> yes. access to white, white privilege and white supremacy because they want... Yeah, because they, saying, in their mind, they think that they're the ones that, that are, you know, the leaders and the founders of this entire nation. And that's, that, and that's true, yeah. but they'll preach, hey, we want to be equal, we want to be treated equal, we want to be treated equal. But then when it comes down to it, and you listen to some of their views and opinions on things, you just want to be in a position where you can be dominant like the white people. You want to be able to do what they do. Mm-hmm. You don't want, because... We'll say we want to be equal, but then we'll do the same shit to other cultures. Listen, that but white people do, do it. Yes. But white people we'll do it. We'll justify it. White people do this, so we can do this. So we'll treat other cultures, including LGBTQ, Asian I, like, like Asian community, all these people, we'll treat them a certain way or look down on them and look them in a certain way because it's been done to us, so why not? And it, it boils down to you guys want access to white supremacy. Yep. It's not that you want equality. You want access, access to whites. You want to be able to do what the whites do. That's just what it boils down to. So, with that being said, it's... You have people to tell you you're not black because you're mixed. And that's fine. I mean, it's not fine, but I'm saying that's what you believe. But it's I can't change who I am. Mm-hmm. I didn't... Like I, I wasn't like made in the lab. I have parents, and those are the parents that those are the parents I had. That's just my life. That's who I am. I was raised that you know, but I grew up this way. I was treated this way. This is what society views me as. I know I'm not. I know I'm half white, and you know I'm not justified. I'm not talking. I'm talking about you. I'm saying you know you're half white. You know who you right. are. It's what it is. You don't. You don't dismiss that. It's who. You, it's part of who you are. And no, it was funny because. Um it was a guy that I was briefly talking to when I mentioned that. I was just like, yeah, I'm biracial. He was like, but you're black. And I'm like, I, I never, you know, denounced that I wasn't black, but I was letting you know that I'm not ashamed to tell people that I am biracial. And see, that's the thing. You have people like that who would tell you, no, you're black. And they still subscribe to the whole idea of the one drop rule. Mm-hmm. But that's a societal creation. That's not a... It's not a real thing. That is something that white people created because they didn't want anything tainted. Also, people understand, and this is the thing, and I've heard some black people who's like, I don't care about your experience as a biracial person because you you have more, you have closer approximity yeah, to white people. Yeah, I'm always told that I have more privilege because I'm half white. But you white look just like a light-skinned light skin. black girl. It's not like you look like you're white. Like, so if nobody knows you're white, they're just treating you like a light-skinned white knife. If they say you have light-skinned privilege, that's different. But they can't say that, you. yes, you have privilege because you're light-skinned. But that's not, that's a normal thing in the black community. That's never been a new thing. Mm-hmm. So just like in every movie, every black movie that was, and when we were kids, the light-skinned woman was always the girl that every guy wanted. It's always been the thing. That's that's how Halle Berry's career got started. Yeah, basically. She was the light-skinned chick that all the black guys wanted in the movies. Shit. In a different world. And yeah, different world. Fucking um, what was that movie? Uh, Boomerang. Shit, Boomerang. Um, it was the one before. One of the Spike Lee movies with uh, Tisha Campbell. She was. Um, it was a Tisha. No, uh, Rosa Perez. Like all. Do the, the right thing. Do the right. Th- it was one of them where it was like it was always the light skinned girl who was the girl that all the guys now wanted. She played the crackhead in Jungle Fever. Though. Even <laughs> even growing up when I was in high school. 
the click leader was always the light skinned chicks. Chick, yep. There may be one or two dark skinned girls in that group, but it was always the lead chick was always the light skinned girls. Yep. That's just so that's always been a thing. You can't begrudge that girl because she's light skinned, but your privilege is based on your appearance in this society. You're not white passing. So they can't say you have any privilege other than just being light skinned. And there are light skinned black people who are just black. So what the fuck? Like, so you can't say that if you didn't know that. So a person that meets you off rip don't know you white or hard white. They don't know yeah, that. Because a lot of people, for to be honest, a lot of people don't know that I am mixed until I tell them. Right. There's only been a few that have been able to like, and that's based off of how I talk. They were like, oh, you must well, be and, and, mixed. Well, that's like, the thing. Like, that's more of a racist thing, too, because me and my, me and my sister especially have been told we talk white all our lives. We black as shit. But because of how we talk, people look at it a certain way. Because you don't... Because I know how to pronounce English. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> I am sorry that I know how to enunciate, nigga. Yeah, that's... Like, that's just a thing. It's a, it's a thing. They act like it's a compliment it's, to... Well, to, it's a thing, like, there's a certain level... There's a there's a elitism in, in the black community where if you are not black enough, quote-unquote, you're treated a certain way. Yeah. So... It's even worse if you're a fair if you're have if you're mixed because there are black people who are 100 percent black who get treated a certain way because they don't act a certain way. You not you don't talk the way we talk, or you don't act the way we talk. You don't do the things we do. Mm-hmm. You don't like the food that we like. Whatever the reason, there are going to be these questions like I don't know about her or I don't know about him because he he bougie or what you get called bougie or yep. different things like that. Or, oh, you the smart nigga, whatever. All that little stupid shit they try to, all these little labels and shit that they throw at you. Because there's a class system within the black community where you are viewed a certain way based on how you act, where you're from, what area you grew in. Yep. Look, me and my siblings, we were, we grew up in a middle class family. This is what it is. We didn't, we weren't struggling like that. We just wasn't. This is what not reality. It is what it is. But that doesn't make me any less black than somebody else. Because I my my dad worked his ass out to make sure we had everything we needed. This is what it was. Eh. So be it. The fuck what? But it's one of those things like if somebody's telling you like I couldn't imagine like people are very dismissive of biracial people. Um and it's like you have to understand something, especially for some, especially the white passing ones. It's probably they have some challenges that are different than people who are not white passing. Because while, yes, they are white passing, and so society may give them certain advantages because they're white passing, their family situation in a mm-hmm. lot of ways is fucked up because for a, white, for a biracial child, especially if you're half white, you are not going to, it's hard to get acceptance from your white side because they view you as a tainted person because mm-hmm. you are not 100% white. But then on the black side, if they fight, if you're white passing, especially, you are, they view you as something different because you're part white. Oh, you don't look like us. Prime example, logic. A lot of niggas hate and that's logic. That's who I was thinking about. A lot of niggas hate logic. I'm not, I'm not talking about his music or anything like that, but, but logic is the first. he looks white. He looks white. He looks white. That's what it is. He looks white. But if you look at all his siblings, they all look black. He's the only one of him. Like, one of his brothers remind me of J. Cole. That's how like, they look like that. <laughs> but he's the only one that looks white. People judge him off appearance, even though everybody know that he's half black. People is what it is. So, 
With that being said, you have people who judge him a certain way. First time he said nigga on the record, everybody in mouth lost their mind. And he even said when one of his first interviews with the Breakfast Club, he's talking about like I don't say it because I, I don't say it like in public like that because I know how people are gonna look at me. Like yeah, all my brothers and stuff because I grew up in a black household. That's just how we communicated. So yeah, I say it with them, but I know how niggas gonna say it. People gonna look at me if I say it out in public because look at how I look. I understand that. That's just who it is. So he understands that a lot of people like that. It's like yo, they don't get it. Like he even said, his mother hated him. Yeah. Because he was part black, she couldn't stand him. Even though she loved it, like, and that's gets into the whole idea of people always saying, like, a white woman will say, "Yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not racist because I fuck black men." No, you yeah. fetishize black yeah. dick. That's not the same. That's not the same. Just because you love getting fucked by a black dick, don't mean you love black men or black mm-hmm. bodies for that matter, nigga. No, it's not the same. It's not the same at all. It's totally different. So it's just one of those things where, like, I saw somebody talking about that. And talking about just the idea of people telling like telling me I'm not telling you not black because you're part white or whatever the case may be. It's like that's fucked up. Yep, but fuck them because usually those type of people are usually the ones that won't do anything to help elevate the black community and they're the ignorant ones that are just like, oh well, yeah, we're just gonna blow everything up. Um This question came up on TikTok too, and I don't have a lot of shit on TikTok. And there's always some thing pieces out there and shit like that. So this kid asked, he has black women. Why do you think black men date white women? And he asked, and the way he posed the question was very accusatory to basically say black women is your fault. Is what he's basically saying. And a lot of the black women that responded said what I believe. And that's no one has a problem with you dating white women. Right. The problem is when you throw black women into your reason for not dating for dating black white women. If that's or just trashing who, them. Yes, that's the point. So if you decide, hey, I just I fell in love with this person, I have no problem. Marry who the fuck you want, date who you want. Mm-hmm. No problem with that. But when you start to blame your experience with black women or say, well, black women are this, you start generalizing black women or you start blaming that for the reason why you're dating. No, nigga, just own the fact that you chose that. That's what you want. And that's fine. We don't have a problem with that. Black women have no problem if you date outside your race. At least most of them don't. Because that's just what it is. But what they do have a problem with is when you get to a point where you start bashing all black women because of a bad experience you had or whatever the case may be. And you start kind of just congr- collating them together like, oh, well, because it is one bad experience. All you black women are trash. I'm going to go stick these women. It's like, no, that's not that's not how it works. Or it's, and it's the same for you know, women that date black men. As long as they're not. Ba- I don't date black men. I don't date black men. And they date white men. Okay. I'm not even getting to what your reason is, but as long as your reason is not because you because a black man you did hate something black wrong, man, then yeah. like that's the problem. Like that's where it becomes an issue, is you hating your own people, and that's the reason why you treat the day outside your race. That's mm-hmm. the problem. That's where the problem gets. And then it gets to the whole idea of people saying you cannot be pro black and date outside your race. I know people like that personally, and the fucked up part about it is I, I was friends with someone who who felt like that and i'm just like yeah we're, we're not really cool like that no more because i i really i asked him the question like well so if you if you have an issue with people dating outside their race then do you have an issue with my mom because she dated outside of her race and you've met my mom before oh well see that that was a different you know that's not i'll just but then they went back to the rhetoric that you know black people need to date only black people 
as to white people need to only date white people. So again, how about people just date who the fuck they want? As I don't long, have a, right, like, as long you, as you're not dissing your own people. Yeah, and that's my issue is like the whole idea that you cannot be pro black if you date a white person is stupid. Cause my thing is this: how the, the, pro means for. I'm mm-hmm. black. Yep. So if I fall for or meet a, a person of another race, white, black, and what if that? Then white, more likely that person's pro black, white, or 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 Hispanic or whatever they are. Mm-hmm. As long as that person is not disrespectful to my culture, yeah, they're not racist. They're not. They they don't treat me. They they, and they, they make me happy. Mm-hmm. That should be the only thing that matters. This whole idea that if I'm dating somebody outside my race. It's just like, for example, I had this argument with Ricky about colorism. Because Ricky, it was this oh, whole Ricky, whole Ricky. conversation on Twitter when Talia Kweli was harassing this girl. Oh, yeah, I remember right, you telling me that. Right, so his thing was she's trying to battle colorism or whatever, and he's taking the girl's side. But he was like, so I said, Ricky, based on your logic, so every time I see a black guy with a light-skinned or fair-skilled woman, you want me to, be, you basically think that's colorism. It couldn't just be they just happened to meet and that's the person they fell for. Because when you're dating, you date different people. He could have dated a dark-skinned woman. He could have dated a light-skinned woman. He could have dated a, black, a brown-skinned woman. And this, this, this light-skinned woman could have just been the one that he fell in love with. Mm-hmm. Why is that not a thing? But he literally told me, like, when I see, when I'm out, if I see a, a guy with a fair-skilled woman, I'm automatically assuming he's a colorist. What the fuck is wrong with you? I don't know their relationship. I don't know. They could have grew up together for all I know. How is it their fault? Like, that's stupid. Yes, I know that colorism exists. I am aware of that. I'm not denying that. But for you to think, to assume every time you see a black man with a fair-skinned woman or a lighter-skinned woman instead of a dark-skinned woman, then all the man their colors. That's, that's, for example, that's just like, so this guy on TikTok was talking about Lizzo. Mm-hmm. He oh, this, about how she shouldn't be trying to date shouldn't be trying to date together. athletic men or skinny men or, or or guys who are well put together yeah and nigga the fuck you talking about you could date whoever entertains you nigga mm-hmm. don't matter what because there are people who like bigger women yeah we have a friend who does no but they think oh you know Lizzo she's sloppy and she does she, she ain't never deserve. been sloppy that's bullshit first of all yeah no they think it because <laughs> With her appeal and the way that she is shaped, they're not used to seeing that. They're used to seeing they're not somebody. Seeing a, they're not used to seeing a woman like that who is confident and, exactly. and owns her shit. Exactly. That's the problem. They don't like seeing that. Just like I saw some stupid clip from Joe Rogan with uh, yeah. Charlamagne and his stupid-ass friend Andrew, Andrew Schultz, and he was talking about how plus-size models piss him off. The Basically fuck? saying, like, why the fuck do I need to see that? Like... Uh, like, that's, like that's the kind of shit It's like You niggas is just ignorant dog Oh lord Like y'all just say stupid shit Lizzo who is who she is Sometimes she, she extra short But she also from Detroit So I expect that Exactly Like but You telling her who she can and cannot approach Nigga you shoot your shot whoever you want Cause mm-hmm. there's been plenty I'm um, like It's plenty of niggas like you That probably shoot their shot at women Who know you know outside your league Ain't nobody criticizing you Right Shut the fuck up and then the funny part, these are the same dudes that'll be like, oh, yeah, you ain't humble because you don't want to give a nigga like me a chance. And what, what does that have to do with anything? Like, you can't force nobody to, to like you. If they like you, they like you. If they don't, they don't. 
But that's everybody that has a everybody has a things they like. Everybody has a preference. There are girls that like big guys. There are women that like big guys. There are, you know there are guys that like big girls. This is what it is. There are guys that only like skinny girls. There are guys that like thick women. It's everybody has things they like. Everybody has a, it. It could be across the spectrum. That's fine. Yeah. She if she approaching like, oh she got she only approach a big guy. What <laughs> kind of stupid logic is that? The fuck? Like, it's just that's the the, the the dumb stupid shit people say, and it's like yo. It's like okay, if I'm a if I'm a bigger person and I don't date another bigger person, am I not pro big people? Like that's just stupid. Like I'm not pro fat. Like that's just dumb. Like that's how that nigga sound. Like it's just dumb, dog. Like I'm pro fat. What did I put him on here for? Man, oh man. All right. Nicki Minaj. Do we have to talk about her? I do because I'm. I, we've talked about other predators mm. and people who support them. Her, ugh. So, Miss 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 Onika. I'm gonna call her Onika. Yes, I'm call that's her. a real name. Call her, her fucking name. Mm-hmm. Onika has shown a pattern of the behavior that y'all niggas gotta stop ignoring. She has a pattern of behavior of supporting predators. You don't say. That's She's just married what it is. To one. She's married to one. Her brother's one, and she she bore that nigga too. So with that being said, it came out the girl that he was accused of raping came out and basically said they've been bullying him and her and harassing her. And apparently, Nikki, when he was he he was getting reviewed for his parole, some shit, parole violation. Nikki basically tried to bribe her to recant her story because the girl never recanted her story. Nikki said she did. But she never did. Nikki tried to pay her to recant her story. What the fuck is wrong with her? When he was going through his parole hearing, she was like, she tried to offer her bribe. And apparently since then, they've harassed her through lawyers and different shit plenty of times to get this girl to recant her story or some shit like that. There's something mentally off with that that girl. And what it boils down to is Nikki, you know, look, she had a a baby with this, this trash nigga. And you knew who he was, but you clearly have a record of supporting trash humans. Mm. And I just want to say, look, I know a lot of you niggas out there love Nikki, and that's fine. Do what you do. But y'all got to own, y'all got to accept the fact that this is who she is. Yep. And look, I don't go fuck if that nigga's her husband or not. You don't harass some woman who's trying to get, like, who was clearly assaulted at one point by your husband. And she wasn't even pressing charges. She's like, the case has been had. Dude had been in jail and everything. But you, when he was on his parole, he was violating his parole and he was trying to get some shit changed, she tried to bribe her to change her story. And the chick was like, no, I ain't changed my story. But you're still harassing her, though. Exactly. <clears throat> it's like, yo, stop that shit. Make, make it make sense, oh, oh, oh. Because <laughs> that's what we're just going to call her, oh. She doesn't even get the it's whole thing. It's like stupid, dog. This is crazy. Just, um, just get over yourself. Miss Minaj. Um, uh, OnlyFans changed their policy and then went backwards. Hey! Um, yeah, so how did that happen? Yeah, well, where did we go with that? Well. I, wait, I actually thought they were shutting down. No, no, no. So what they were doing, they sent out a memo to their all their patrons and also the people who were on their site. Saying as of October 1st, we were going to not allow any more sexually explicit content on our site. And that 
Wasn't things that like, the holy on point? That was OnlyFans? the. It wasn't the point of OnlyFans. That's what it became. OnlyFans was really meant to be kind of what Patreon is now, where really it was supposed to be just hey, I as a as a person who's a public figure, I want to offer some some content to my fans. I'm gonna put it behind this paywall. But when the pandemic hit and all these chicks decided. Oh, we gonna make this this. Yeah, cause they they got bills to pay. Shit. Right, so it became that. It wasn't that was never the intention, but that's what it became overwhelmingly, and so mm. that's been what been making them all their money, and he making a lot of chicks rich. With that being said, though, I don't think you. I don't know if you remember. It was um. So I think it was like last year, or maybe even the last year or so. There was a uh a issue of Pornhub. So yeah, I remember. there was some some stuff, and you know, Pornhub a lot of people can upload their own stuff. So <laughs> yeah, there was some videos that were up. Videos. There were some videos uploaded on there that were basically child pornography. And so there was a, a group that basically tried to get who pressure um, pressure Pornhub's business partners as far as like the Mastercard, Visa, places like that. That pressure because Pornhub didn't upload the videos, but they were trying to hold them accountable for it. Mm-hmm. So. Basically, Mastercard, Visa, all the little credit card companies, basically all the merchants came to um, Pornhub, basically pressuring them to clean it up. So because of that, Pornhub removed a bunch of content. If it wasn't verified content, they removed all of it from their site. Mm -hmm. A lot. It's probably like a fourth of their content, maybe third. There's a lot of content they removed. That same group, which is backed by a right-wing religious group, is ones that targeted OnlyFans too. And so they targeted OnlyFans. They put that same pressure on those same merchants. And those merchants are the reason why OnlyFans decided, hey, as of October 1st, we're going to be changing our business model. We're not allowing any more sexually explicit stuff. There will be a nudity will still be allowed to some extent under with the terms of our agreement, but that's it. Hmm. Of course, once that was announced, a lot of people were up in arms. A lot of chicks <laughs> start changing their prices. And you had, I think, Tiger, who has OnlyFans, decided, I'm leaving. I'm going to start my own shit, basically, is what he said. Yeah. Which a lot of people, like, a lot of people started, uh, it was a mass exodus of people, like, oh, well, fuck this, right? And I guess some OnlyFans realized, yeah, y'all kind of overplaying your hand because y'all keep forgetting this is like 70 to 80% of y'all profit. Mm-hmm. If y'all lose this, y'all going to go the way of Tumblr because that's what the same thing happened to Tumblr. Tumblr um, banned all. Oh, wait, explicit- so Tumblr's out of here? No, Is Tumblr's sure? still around, but two years ago they banned, two or three years ago, mind now, they banned all explicit content, nudity oh. and all that shit. Ain't nobody been on Tumblr since. Because <laughs> that was one of the reasons people went to Tumblr, was because of that right. stuff was allowed. It's stuff ain't allowed no more. So probably people went off company. People stopped going. Tumblr lost a bunch of their fucking patrons on that for that reason. So, mm-hmm. so in the last two weeks, OnlyFans reversed course. And said, we've heard you, and we've secured uh, uh, assurances from our, our merchants that we're fine to proceed with business as usual. So we will be oh, we'll so be not changing our model, and yeah. you guys can basically keep fucking on our platform. <laughs> basically, that's what the fuck is. Well, well right on mm. to all the, 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 the bitches that get naked. Yeah. Right. And fucking, because it was and niggas too. Well, yeah, that too. I don't really care about that. Um, yeah. Uh, Nick Cannon's an idiot. Um, 
why it was funny when people when Drake announced his cover, people was like, "This should be covered to a, a Nick, uh, Nick Cannon." Album. That's what I thought at first too. I'm Niggas like, stupid. "What?" Um, but when he went on some and they was talking about marriage and talking about it was a, it was a Eurocentric belief, basically talking about I'm just gonna be fucking bitches and getting bitches pregnant. Basically, the gist of it is, I don't feel like I should marry these chicks as long as I'm taking as long as I'm financially supporting them. Mm. Which is a dumbass logic, but sure, whatever. Niggas let that he get that bullshit off because niggas are trash. Um, and I don't like Nick Cannon like that. Um, Fuck apparently Nick there was a bunch of dirty ass white people telling people they don't shower. Um, oh yeah, because uh, Ashton Kutcher, Mila Kula. It started like, with them. Yeah. Then a bunch of other people. Ice Cube, Ice T's wife came out and said that dumb shit. Oh, um, not Co- her. Yeah, Coco said that dumb shit. What? Fuck! Oh, a damn. bunch of other people, and uh, then like people like uh, the Rock was like, "No, I, I shower a couple of days a day, a, a, a day." Um, uh, uh, Chris, a uh, guy played uh, Captain America, he's like, "No, I take showers <laughs> every day." Well, that's I'm, good to know. Like, America's ass takes showers. Um, <laughs> um, and the last thing, and this kind of goes to our earlier conversation about the gay agenda. So a lot of people were up in arms about uh, Robin in the comic books coming out as bi. But, I mean, what Derek was kind of always hinting. Well, it's a it? different... So, first of all, these people probably don't even know there's more than one Robin. That's the first thing. Most people don't read comics. And most people that are complaining probably don't read a comic book. Talking about, why are we changing this comics for children? I said, what, what, what Batman uh, comic you read that was for children? What the fuck is wrong with people? Like, you ain't read a Batman comic. What Batman comic you thought was for children? Yes, right. you probably read comics as a kid, but you're also old as shit. Mm-hmm. These comics, Batman ain't for children, nigga. Hell no. At all, nigga. <laughs> Batman's a violent-ass comic. Niggas can get murked plenty of times. His parents, you know? No, not even that. That was the light. Right. Well, Joker yeah. killed a nigga with a crowbar. He killed one of the Robins with a crowbar. Jason Todd. Well, didn't they show that in the, the Batman with Jack Nicholson? Like, he had a crowbar, didn't he? No, but or, we're talking about, like, the Robin okay. in the comic literally got beat to death with a crowbar by Joker. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's who became the Red Hood because he was brought back to life, whatever. So, this is whatever. The point is, these niggas is childish. Nah, of course, but niggas want to know they change. This is not meant for kids. It's not. It's not made for kids. It's never been for kids. Batman is not a kids comic. Second of all, they never announced who what his sexuality is. He's been in multiple relationships with different people. They never said. Also, his sexuality is not important to the role. It just so happens it came out. Hey, he likes dudes too. Whatever. It was mm-hmm. a, a in passing, but niggas like no way. Look, y'all niggas with this gay agenda. She ain't chill, dog. This will be clear. Also, why does it matter? It's a fucking comic book character. Guess what? Shut the fuck up. Because guess what? You people who keep claiming y'all want to protect y'all kids from gayness, keep forgetting that the, the world, there are gay people in the world. And so whether you protect them or not, your kid go meet a gay person at some point. And if your dumbass don't do what you're supposed to do as a parent to teach them and to be not terrible people, then what difference it will make? So rather than preparing your children for what's going on in the world and exposing them to what's going on in the world, like you should as a parent, you decide, I want to protect them from gayness because somehow you don't understand how sexuality works and you think it's going to turn your children gay. Mm-hmm. And so that, I say once again, fuck you all. But that being said, we've talked for almost three hours. Uh, and my really voice quick, is again. Do you want to um, do an RIP to Daphne for wrestling fans out uh, there? So, okay, so this is more of a wrestling thing for certain people. So I want to say rest, rest in peace for Daphne Unger, um, who wrestled in TNA. She wrestled in WCW, WCW back in the day. Um, 
she, I guess the way it was, like she was going, she was on the social media saying she's going to commit suicide, and a lot of people were trying to reach out to her, trying to find her. And so then they, when they found her, she was already dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so you saw a lot of wrestlers who knew her, who posted about it, and posted like, yo, if you're having trouble, call the suicide. Like, call me, call me, whatever, dog. Like, this is not. Yeah. And it just speaks to this. If you're going through something, if you're stressed out, it is never okay to, to hold that shit in. It's just right. not. Like, if you're going through something, everybody needs somebody at some point. Nobody can go through stuff. Because, for example, and, and this is a conversation I had the other day. I have a friend, a person who I know, who every time they're going through something, they literally go zero dark on everybody. They, because they're, and the, and the reason for it is because they, and the thing is they say they don't care of other, like, people they don't care about, no, like, or see them worry, but they, they like to keep up appearances is basically what it boils down to, to the people they care about. Mm-hmm. So what you're saying is you would rather put up a facade to the people you care about, including your mother, your parents, your family, whatever, instead of just saying, yo, I'm going through it. Because the thing is you don't seem to understand is that whether you admit it or not, they know you're going through it, but they can't do shit to help you because you won't own up to the fact that you're going through it. And so you so you disappear on people for months at a time in some cases. Yeah, but, I mean, given defense to that, maybe they've had a bad experience where they did try to open but up to somebody. And I'm sure, but it's like, plan. but no, she just said it's all, she's always done it. This is the way she's always done it. This is how she handles stuff. Whenever she's going through something, she clams up and she goes dark. But you can't, you have to, because yeah. then she says, also probably the reason, the reason I'm still single. Because I can't open up to people when I'm going through stuff. Because my thing is like, what if you're in a relationship and you married? How do, what you going to do? You going to disappear on your husband because you're no, not I, doing I get that because I have a struggle with that too. So yes, I you, can't you really. Gotta, but you got to try. Like, but you got to put forth the effort to try. I mean, I'm, get, I'm making progress. However, you know. It's the trying part. But, but you're not trying to date somebody right now. Well, yeah, no. That's, no. that's the thing. That's where it becomes the issue. Because if you're trying to date somebody and you tell them you want to build a future with somebody and then you can't because you won't open up to anybody when you're going through stuff, I can understand why that person might feel away. Like, yo, what the fuck, dog? Mm-hmm. You keep disappearing on them, they might feel away. That's, I, so I, I don't blame them for feeling that way. Um, with that being said, though, uh, this has been a long pause. Good to be back. Whatever yeah, that shit. Yeah, um, yeah. That being said, I am Will K the King. You can follow me on uh, the Real Will K. That's T H A Real Will K on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can follow the podcast on Down with the King Pod on Instagram, DWTK Pod on Twitter, um, Down with the King Podcast on Facebook. You can email the podcast Down with the King Podcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can follow Ashley at that's Ashley K A Y on Instagram. Um, and what was it? Forgive us not. Yeah. So basically, there's a film page. Uh, Forgive us not film. It, that's all one um, big huge word on Instagram. That's the official film page for Forgive us not. Again, um, it debuts on Vimeo September 17th. Pre-order begins this coming Monday, Labor Day. Of course, this you know whenever this video comes out, Labor Day, September 6th is when you can pre-order. But yes, the 17th is when it'll be officially um, debuting to the world. Well, congratulations again, Ashley. Um, Thank good you. pod and all that other good shit. To everybody, I hope everybody has a good holiday. And with that being said, <laughs>